Now entering Nerdist.com. What's happening, weirdos? A uh, obviously very exciting weekend for me. It was the premiere of Crashing this past Sunday at 10.30 on HBO. It'll be on for the next seven weeks, which is amazing. I really hope you guys liked it, and I hope you like what's coming up. Um, if you didn't see it, and maybe if you even don't have HBO, you can see it for free right now at hbo.com slash crashing, and you can watch the whole pilot for free. You can also, for people that subscribe, you can have HBO Go, HBO Now, all that stuff is running crashing, and it really uh, helps us out with the, uh, I don't know, with the numbers and the business and showing support. If you guys watch it online, that, that helps us out quite a bit. So I would appreciate it, and I hope you like it. I really do. This episode is Jen Wasner from Wyoke. Wasner? Why did you say it like that? Jen Wasner from a wonderful band called Wyoke, which I've enjoyed over the years, and I was so pleased to find out that she was a fan of this podcast, and she reached out to me, and we made it happen, and I'm so glad that we did. Um, my only regret was at the end, somebody else had the studio, so we kind of had to wrap, wrap up somewhat abruptly, because we were having one of those talks that kind of could have gone forever about creativity, all the good things. Um, barely anything to plug other than Crashing on uh, HBO.com or, or all the platforms and the regular HBO we are going to be in San Francisco today. If you're hearing this, uh, the day it came out, February 22nd, we will be at the Herbst Theater tonight. And also, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan in March, March 18th, for a Pete, Pete and Friends show uh, at the Fountain Street Church. So the, those are the two tour dates I have to plug right now. And uh, there's no there's no ad, just, the, just Pete's Picks. I love to plug old Pete's Picks. Plugging Pete's Picks makes Pete feel plugged. What? <laughs> you guys know these by now, but I'm so happy uh, to receive tons of fan mail, actually, about Charlotte's Web. And I always say this, that you guys are calling it a game changer and a life changer. This is a delicious chocolate mint flavored hemp oil. What's up? Is there cake left? I threw the cake away. Oh. <laughs> I, ate, I ate a lot of it, but I couldn't have it in the house. Okay. You'll hear on an upcoming episode, there was they, uh, Charlotte's Web made us a cake, because you can actually bake with this stuff, and it was one of the most amazing things we've ever ate, and of course it made us silly and happy. It's not like marijuana. You look so sad. <laughs> I thought I was... Have I, I don't know what to do. It was a you're huge right. cake. No, you're right. You were out of town. I, I had a cake on the table. You're right. Every time I'm going by, I'm eating a cake. I would. I wish I was eating a cake. <laughs> That's too much cake. Too they, much cake. They gave us an amazing cake, and now it, it's out there that I had to throw away some of the cake. We ate most of the cake yeah. uh, because that's one of the things you can do with this stuff. You can put it, I put it in my smoothie sometimes. It, it's hemp oil, but it's not uh, THC. It's just CBD, which means it's not psychoactive. So it gives you a happy, loose glow, like I like to say. Keeps your body happy, loose. I, I, I've been getting uh, Instagram messages about people saying I had back pain, neck pain, nothing would help, this helped, sleeping better, anxiety, all of these things are things they can't claim because it's not approved or it's not been studied by the FDA. This is just anecdotal, what you guys are saying, and I'm so happy that it's working for you. 
because that's the sort of stuff it does for me. I take it before parties just to kind of be a little bit calmer, but it gives me that happy feeling without any fogginess. You can read a book, hold a conversation, follow a movie. I was joking with them that I, I, I like smoking pot, but in the morning I always look at my Apple TV and I'm like, who was watching Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> That's a real one. That's a real one. This is not that way. If, if you want to try it, and I really want you to try it, go to CW, like Charlotte's Web, cwhemp.com slash weird, and use promo code you made it weird for 10% off. It's actually developed. I don't know if you know this. It was developed uh, in a specific way to help a child named Charlotte who was having seizures and nothing would help. And this is what helped. Uh, they were a big part of a documentary called Weed Anyway. Alpha Brain is the other favorite supplement, something that I absolutely take every day. I've taken it today because I had to do some press. Every podcast I've ever had to do, every script I've ever had to do, any stand-up show I have to do, even if I just want to go out and, and have a nice conversation with Sweet Val over here, I'll pop a few Alpha Brains. It's basically a nootropic, which means it's like a vitamin for your brain, and I swear by it. I For three years now, I keep it in my car, I keep it in the pocket of every jacket I have. All the friends, comedians, and creative types that I've turned on to it swear by it now, just like me. Sometimes we'll be somewhere and we're like, who has it? Who has it? You take it out. It's not like coffee. It's not a stimulant. It's certainly not addictive in any way. It's just something that kind of lights up my brain in a wonderful, creative way. Helps me think of language, words quicker. Helps me listen. And I really want you to try it. It's definitely, if you're like me, you're going you're gonna to shit your pants. So try it. Go to on it. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off your alpha brain. And I'm pretty sure you can do that as often as you'd like. That's it, guys. Check out uh, The Crashing Premiere on HBO.com slash crashing, or on HBO Go or HBO Now or regular HBO and reruns. Please watch it as it airs on Sundays. It means so much to have weirdo support on this. Uh, there's lots of inside stuff that I think you guys will pick up that other people might miss. And it's just, it's a very exciting time, obviously. So happy to share it with you. Do you want to? No, I knew. <laughs> Are you still thinking about the cake? <laughs> yeah. You know, I dropped it in there face up if you want to. I mean. If you want to bring a fork out to the garbage. If you think I won't, you underestimate how much I love cake with weed in it. It's I know not it's not weed. weed. I know. Oh, we have to do the ad again. <laughs> It's not psychoactive weirdos. It's just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's a delicious, uh, you know, weed byproduct, I suppose. Yeah. There you go. Now, now you can do your thing. Get into it. Oh, you do it your own, your right. own way now. Yeah, I'm trying it every different way. <laughs> Thank you, sweet lady. Enjoy Jen Wassner, everybody. Check out her records. I believe they're on Spotify and download. Get into it. Yeah, you said it. Get into it. Get into it. it. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> The old guest here. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. What do you, uh, why are you in Los Angeles? Very good question. What are you um, doing here? What are you doing here? Um, well, I always try and get out here whenever I can in the winter because I hate winter. And it is, um, uh, Where are you? I'm, right now I'm in North Carolina. How's which, the winter in North Carolina? Uh, it got shitty almost as soon as I got there. Oh, really? Uh, I'm from Baltimore. Uh-huh. Um, so I spent most of my life there, and then I uh, I moved slightly south, 
uh, hoping that I would avoid some of the worst things about winter. And um, right before I left, it was uh, there was a snowstorm, an ice storm, which in North Carolina is like a really big deal. People don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, I, so, I'm picturing North Carolina all wrong. Then I, I'm like, they don't have winter. They sh- they normally don't, but now that I'm there, they, <laughs> apparently they do, um, which is great. But um, so I try and come out here and get a, a nice dose of like will to live. Um, yeah, in winter time. Um, but it worked out great. I have. I'm playing on my friend's record. She's making a record out here, so I'm going to be in the studio for a bit. Um, I did a really weird, awkward um, uh, publishing showcase. What does that mean? Uh, It means (laughs) that um, a bunch of music supervisors who have uh, money and power come to a party that you throw for yourself uh, and or someone else throws for me. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. I didn't realize this was so interesting. It's, it's not interesting. It's it super is awkward. interesting. It's super awkward. Musicians have to throw parties for themselves. Well, I didn't personally throw the party, but it was like my, my publisher... They own the catalog of songs that I have. Written. Music publisher, because well, you're publisher, publisher, yes. including me. Sorry, when yes. you say publisher, I'm like you're an author. Yeah, yeah, super not an author. <laughs> uh, but they own my they own my catalog. They own everything. They own my life's work. The way um, the Michael Jackson owns the Beatles. Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm Except bit, way less lucrative for them. Um, but uh, <laughs> but they own my my life's work, and their job is to um, get people to pay them to use it in stuff. Uh, TV, movies, etc. Films. So, uh, films. They have uh, a real film sound. Films. I Do I really? Yeah, for sure. And why is no one using my music in their films? You know what is very filmic? <laughs> please, please take, give me your money. <laughs> well, first, your music is lovely, but Thank it's you. also, it's very, um, it, it flows in a way that most music doesn't. Thank Th- you. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I I'm hope sure that you you're right. I mean, I put, a, I put, I don't, I think actually I'm the last person that will understand. I was just but at least you know what I mean. It's not exactly like yeah. uh, hold your hand. Yeah, no, it's not. It's <laughs> it, not. It flows. I t- so when I you always... listen to it, you're like, this could be a, somebody yeah. rushing to the hospital. This could be I someone waking that, up slowly I in a bed in Vermont. Yeah. But I mean, you were in uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, which I love. That's true. Yes. yes. No, that was great. And I, we've had some really nice. We, we were in Walking Dead, which was that too. I had no idea that was going to be as big. See, a that's deal what I'm talking about. You can't play was. Hold Your Hand yeah. <laughs> for Walking Dead. Well, uh, I had no idea that was going to be as big as it was, and now we have people, people come to our shows who are like zombies. Like, oh, really? You, you, this is you for forever. Really? Yeah, for sure. It's it's a really it's a thing. Um, I had no idea it was a thing. I'm just so um, left out on Walking Dead. I have, I've not even seen the episode that I'm in. I've never seen a single... You, with your music is in real. I actively That's, avoid everything that... But I'm it was in, a big but, piece that you're... Yeah, it was apparently it was like the whole song, which they ne- almost never do. They play the song like almost uh, in full at like a really dramatic moment or so I gather. I did not watch it. It's got to be... Uh, <laughs> I should know this. Working in television, I should know if it's more money for the whole song. I have to imagine. I don't even know. You know what I bet... <laughs> Probably... I don't know. I know you have to pay if it's the credits. This is something that I just learned. Yeah. If you use a song in uh, as a piece and then you use it again as the credits, it's right. like a renegotiation. Even though you think it's just yeah. kind of cute. Hey, that's a right, song right. from earlier. I that's two it. things. That's pretty good for uh, musicians or for our musician friends. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, a lot of the times, a lot of the, the shows uh, do the thing where they like they're paying you an exposure. Um, Wait, that happens? Actually, yeah, it totally happens. Or at least it's like the the amount of money is, is like, a token amount. It's not that much. That's um, uh, the 
that Simpsons joke where Bart is uh, he wants to be an, a, a, a jazz drummer, <laughs> and they give him an omelet, and he goes, "Look, I'm a working musician." <laughs> That's my life. Is- <laughs> That's what you basically just described to me. You get omelet. Yeah, just food, drinks. It's like, like you want alcohol, right? Like we don't have money. So for you. funny. Well, that's the similarity with comedians. I'm sure. Yeah. And it's also the skateboarder phenomenon. Is either you're a kid who can't land a trick, or you're Tony Hawk. I never see the middle guy. There's a lot of middle guys. Out uh, there's there. a lot of it's middle really guys boring. for sure. But with 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 music. There's like superstars, and we all know superstars, and they make mm-hmm. a lot of money, kind of like actors too, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And then, but the beginning of it, it's not so simple. Well, it's a big. There's a big conversation right now about the the disappearing of the so-called musical middle class, um, because it's real. It's real tough out there right now. Um, you have to be like a pop machine. I mean, it, built streaming has has fucked everybody pretty severely. It's so funny because um, I have Y Oak albums, but I streamed your new album. But you get paid for that. I mean. Flock of dimes. In theory, that's that's it. That's Brother, can you spare a flock of dimes? Please, a large amount of, of uh, insignificant, useless things. Yeah, um, what do you mean? That flock of dimes you know, is. It's like a large amount of <laughs> of useless nothing. It's a large. I'm embarrassed. Of, I didn't understand you were explaining that. Oh yeah, but you get paid for spins. In theory, but I guess what happened, and I'm not like I'm not a very good authority on the on the legality of all this stuff. But what I what I gather is this that is how Motown happened. <laughs> You're just like, I don't know. Yes, this is fine. Sure. Um, well, yeah, they did the deals. They did all the deals before anyone had any idea how big of a deal streaming was going to be. So all the labels, yeah. they're like, sure, whatever. Like, that's fine. Like, Isn't pennies. Pennies is fine. Yeah. And now that everyone understands what a game changer it is, everyone's dying to renegotiate the deals, but that doesn't happen for a little late. while still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it kind of fucked everybody pretty severely. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, If you it's, don't look at it for years, speaking as a comedian mm. with a couple albums, if you don't look at it for years, you'll go, oh, that's that's a couple hundred bucks or whatever, but if you're living off of it, that's, it's bleak. that stinks. It's bleak. And for me, I mean, I... Oh, I didn't mean to say it stinks. I'm not oh, saying no. you stink. I'm saying that system No, I know. I got, I'm with you. Stinks. I feel you. It felt judgy for it, a second. That never felt like... Oh, okay. That, not to me. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't teasing your... <laughs> Your uh, livelihood. More. Try harder. No, my livelihood sucks. It's it's it's, it's, a, really? it's a rough it's a rough game right now. I guess the thing. So if I, I I often lament that I wasn't born 30, 40 years ago because I'm the kind of person that I love to make records. Yeah, and I like to tour. Too. By the way, I'm so jealous when you're like I'm playing on a friend's. I love oh, studio. I love recording studios. Oh, it's the best. There's a lot of rugs. It's the best. Yeah, there's always rugs. Very warm lighting. Comfortable chairs. Yeah. You ever see those Free like water. old? Yeah, so and fun. you're it's ordering great. lunch. Yeah, everyone. I, isolated not. enough that lunch will be brought there. Lunch in is some there. Form. Lunch is there. There's so much Very waiting. Like a lot of waiting. Oh, God, there's so much waiting. And around. it's so silent and warm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I it feels it. safe. And then your friends are there. Mm-hmm. So that's something I envy about musicians. I probably said before, which is like you can do it just yourselves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like there are no uh, fun videos of comedians getting together in a quiet room and throwing jokes around. You know what I mean? But music can. It, provide its yeah. own background. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I love making records. And yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, there, there was a time where you could, if you were really good and people really liked your record, you could just make records and then do like wow. a tour. Um, really? And, there was no touring? Well, I mean, yeah, like uh, I mean, so many. Ba- I mean, there would be like a world tour and you would tour. It would take like six weeks, eight weeks, and then you'd be done. And then I... you'd go and make another record. And now it's years and years and years. You just constantly tour. It is every album cycle is years of touring. It's like the Bob Dylan never ending tour. It never ends. But it's not, he's doing that for fun because he yeah, doesn't cause he's, stop. Yeah. yeah, and for me, it's like I have to do this because it's the only 
the only part of this industry that's still financially lucrative. Is touring. Is touring. So you make the record to advertise the tour, essentially. Uh, yes, which it used to be the reverse. Which means you better kind of similar um, – we just had uh, Seth Rogen on, and he was talking about people don't go to the movies unless mm-hmm. there's like a reason mm-hmm. to like, oh, you have to see that scene in a live theater. Mm-hmm. So they kind of come up with movie ideas now where it's like, is this worth going to see live? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's something similar to music, it, it, like a, like a Flaming Lips spectacle, right? Yeah, is more essential than uh, someone that I would love, like our friend David Bazan, for example, is, is a solo act yeah. or whatever. I mean, he's uh, he's uh, excellent at um, what I'm trying to do as well, which is sort of like uh, quality over quantity, like collecting a loyal but small fan base of well, people. Well, he does and the he does living the house room shows, yeah. yeah. And he's done a really good which job is awesome. of it. Yeah, I love that idea. And that's the kind of thing that appeals to me so much more. Um, I I learned a lot. I feel really fortunate because you know, I've been doing this it's since so I was like funny. 19. Can I oh, yep. <laughs> put a pin there? Mm-hmm. I just think it's so funny that comedians were like, Oh, the clubs, uh, not all clubs, but sometimes the clubs aren't as fun as a music venue. Mm-hmm. So we do like a rock venue. Mm-hmm. And the musicians are like, these rock venues, <laughs> I'm so tired I can't do them anymore. Uh, and I'm going to do a living room show. Like we're yeah. all kind of like jumping the fence. Just one over. Yeah. Well, whatever you have, you <laughs> don't want, obviously. So. Well, uh, it becomes uh, the status quo. And mm-hmm. then maybe people start to take advantage or whatever. Or maybe it just becomes... Like a bad streaming deal. There's bad club deals. Yeah. Oh, there's there's many. There are many of those. I mean, fortunately, yeah. I've like I said, I've been doing this since I was a little baby, 19? a little baby kid. Yeah. I, I got really lucky really early. Um, Merge our YX label picked us up when I was yeah I was a child. Wait, really? Nineteen? Uh, yeah, I was nineteen years crazy. old. Uh, I started. I dropped tones out of, of Fiona. <laughs> I'll take it. I only know Fiona t- Apple's story. <laughs> She's great. She yeah. so, well, you learned about. classical piano. I did. I did. Young. How did you know that? Did I tell you that? Tones you, of Fiona. Uh, shit. I read your book, oh, Tones, you, of Tones of Fiona. Tones of Fiona. <laughs> Pick up the Fiona. That's, yeah. That's not even out yet. I don't know. How no, it. it's on your um, Wikipedia, Jen. I wish shit. I could say it. It's on Wikipedia. I oh, I, I always forget deeper. that that exists. Um, yeah, no, I took piano lessons for a while. That was my first, that was my first musical. So what's going on? You're a little child. So I'm a little baby child. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm your in school, but like half-heartedly. On her hands, <laughs> not quite. No. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm like, I'm like, sort of in school. I'm like doing English, but I like, I like it, but I don't really care. It was more just like the thing to do. And I this is in Baltimore. Um, this is in Baltimore. Um, and uh, we we got our record. We made this record. That we put out ourselves. Somehow the people at Merge heard it, and they wanted to re-release it. So who I who put out a record. Uh, we did ourselves. We we made the record. You and and my bandmate. Your little friend. Uh, and my my it was just a two. Just of a friend. Just just my one singular friend. One little friend. One little friend. How'd you record it? Uh, we recorded it uh, ourselves, and he was currently he was at school for recording. So we went and used the school's uh, recording studio to make it. So he was a slightly older friend. Uh, just a year. Just oh okay. Just so a, he's twenty. I, yeah. yeah, that's college. He's, yeah, it's college age. Yeah. I, I guess technically eighteen could be college age, but um, but yeah. So we were in there. We made this record. Uh, we put it out. Uh, Merge was like, let's let's do this real because obviously no one's going to listen to this if you just put it out. So they put it out. I you immediately dropped out of school. I'm trying to Tom Pettyify your story. Well, you sent it to Capitol Records. No, no. We well, we <laughs> sent it to a lot of blogs um, and that Pitch works fork. apparently. Now, now, now. Smaller. <laughs> I don't know think anything. Small. Uh, I don't know. Um, regular fork. Regular fork. Small fork. <laughs> Tasting fork. <laughs> yeah, you they said sent it to, to Spork. Spork. Spork loved it. Yeah. Um, they wrote about it, and Mac, who is well, one of the uh, founders of Merge Records, um, he and Lara uh, Balance had a band called Superchunk, 
uh-huh. in the 90s. And they, then they, from there, they, they, they basically made that label to release their own music, and then it grew from there. <laughs> so um, they offered to put out the record. We were overjoyed. I immediately dropped out of college, which went over really, really well in my family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they weren't thrilled? Well, I was the first person in my family to even go to college. Oh. And uh, my family did not have a whole lot of money. And they uh, put me through... Um, college prep school i was like the scholarship kid at the fancy uh, boarding school no just for you know academia for ideas yeah oh. um and uh and and so when i finally went to college it was this big deal you know it's like oh you we you know our daughter is is doing the thing that we didn't do we couldn't do she's going to school and then i was like yeah but i'm gonna go be in a band yeah um and so shit we told her she could do whatever she yes, wanted yes exactly and then i did and fuck but then it worked out. This is why the 50s happened. That's why we had, like, strict parents. They were like, yeah. you got to build a railroad. Yeah, my parents were not uh, in any way strict with me um, for a lot of reasons that perhaps we'll get into later. But, but why um, did they teach you music? Like, what was your first music my kind first, of expose? Uh, my first music exposure. this is a story oft told in my in my family. Which reg is, told. Uh, oh, on the family. reg. On the reg. Not, not amongst uh, the strangers, but amongst the fans. <laughs> okay. Uh, my great-grandmother... Um, was old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I went to visit her, um, and I sang her a song. I sang a song from Disney's Pocahontas. Oh, and Colors was, of the Wind? It was. <laughs> the one and only. And I fucking nailed it. Really? Uh, apparently, because she loved it. And she that at that point, she was like, I'm going to buy her a piano, and I'm going <sighs> to give her piano lessons. You and got she, a piano from Colors of the Wind? Yes, I got That's a That's more than Colors the actress the who wind. played Pocahontas. I know. I know. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it was so uh, she she bought me a piano and she paid for my lessons, and that was why I started making music. Um, but my mom's super musical too. My mom played guitar and she taught me how to play guitar when I was a little bit older. So you know, it kind of runs in the family a little bit. Uh, but that was definitely the first structured. I mean, having just having a piano, like the physical object itself, um, is yeah. visually. It is a rep- representation of how music works, like the instrument of. I'm so happy that that is the. F- you mean you can see the organs and Just stuff? the way it's laid out is the way... I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's almost it, like when you're learning guitar, you could picture a piano and play it out more easily. Yeah, it just makes so much more sense than <laughs> yeah. guitar does as far as like the linear nature yeah. of like, the way the notes are structured. and You're absolutely it's visually, right. It's right it's there. It's a xylophone you play with your fingers. It's exactly right. That's, that's a very That's a very good way to put it. <laughs> so it makes... You should write the, uh, the ad copy for pianos. <laughs> <right here>. <laughs> <laughs> pianos, wait. <laughs> hear me out. It's a xylophone you play with your fingers. But it's also, there's something, uh, what is the word, um, relic-y about a piano. It, oh, yeah. it feels sacred and it's yeah. large. It's OG. It's OG, but yeah, it's also big. It's we had a piano in, our, in my house. I, I, we have a piano in our house now, which mm. is, I think, maybe accomplishing better what I'm thinking about. It's this little, it's a huge commitment mm-hmm. of space. It is. And sound. And it's expensive. And it's expensive. Cheap. We got it on Craigslist. We did okay. But like, yeah. still, you're kind of like, you know, it's still yeah. like $700. That's expensive. Yeah. And you're, but you're like, this, this is how important. Mm-hmm. Valerie and I were talking about how our kids are going to rebel, and we're like, maybe they'll hate music. You know yeah, what I mean? They'll I hate like, art. Maybe they'll maybe they'll be really <laughs> shitty. We're gonna have an we Alex have P. Shitty, Keaton. You could totally have shitty kids. Yeah, they're just like, yeah. fuck this piano. Yeah, I think about that all the time. You just don't know. Yeah. yeah. What are the chances, though? Every kid loves silly and song and. I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> color. You're, yeah. And no, fun I like I like other bubbles. People. I like other people's kids a lot. I, uh, no, it's a risk. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, Rolling the dice with your own genes. I'm one of the, yeah, I'm one and of the Lord knows that. you like everything they've done. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, no, I, I am, I'm one of the few that proud the uh, kid averse and. Uh, oh, really? Not really proud so much as uh, 
I don't know. Just I just feel like I know myself pretty well at this point. But um, yeah, I love other people's kids. I, I'm not a cold frigid bitch, but um, but I, <laughs> that's I just, so unfair. It's like, but that's what I mean. If that's a the, man yeah. doesn't like kids, they're like, it's he's fine. a head thinker. Yeah, he must be. Must have a. He must be forward thinking. Interest business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or a he, life of any kind. I bet he makes his own beer. <laughs> he's fulfilled in other ways. <laughs> but you say it. It's like you're just letting your yeah. eggs go sour. It's like, well, you'll see. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Oh, and then I bet Maybe. you get the. Condescending. All the time. You don't you know. know. You know. How old are you? Yeah, exactly. How, how old are you is the first question. The That's always the first question. winds haven't yeah. blown in your uterus Nah, yet. I don't. We'll see. I can't wait. I can't wait to just uh, let it well, all fester and can't wait to see everyone's faces when I'm, when you'd, I'm right. You'd probably, yeah, you'd probably know though. I think I would. I think, I mean, I talk to a lot of women, particularly women who do what I do. Yeah. Um, and because I'm really interested in, in it because I'm, I'm not a definitive like I, I like to stay open to possibilities and yeah. even now even saying this like I feel very confident I felt confident for my entire life but shit man I mean like I could change my mind in two three five years and I would you know right. I, I would allow that to if I suddenly felt differently I would allow myself to feel differently without it too much feels guilt. that's nice it feels similar to the man or woman let's say man to let's, take it yeah. off the, the <laughs> off the ladies being like it may, I don't want them to sound uh, inconsistent because mm. it happens to everybody. The guy who's mm. like, I'm never going to get married. Right. Then he goes to a small villa in Italy yeah. and he comes home and he's like, guys. Check it out. <laughs> this is Bella. Everything's different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you got married. Yeah. I love being open to that. I think um, I put a lot of uh, thought into my future, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't believe in uh, deciding for yourself where your life is going to go with yeah. too much. Dif- um, oh, I hate so. planning. I yeah, it's clearing. real scary. It's scary, Super and that's scary. what and that's what kids and that's what you know. Even though I, I know I want to be with Val, still when we mm-hmm. think about marriage as an idea, I'm like, well, that's, I have to think about myself as a 50 year old person going like, I did the right thing. Yeah, no, it's that's super, me as a 50 year old. That's good. Very old. Yeah, it's it's very old. You're uh, you, you need to take take better care like of yourself. Ten years, if that's by you the way. That's, yeah, I should have said 80. You get get your life together. I'm in in 50 years. I fucked up, but you oh. see what I'm saying. I, I, and none of us are going to be alive in 50 years, for sure. We're all, we're all, all dead? Do- all gone. Really? For sure, yeah. No, without a doubt. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe? Uh, maybe. It's possible. Uh, it's, anything's well, anything's possible. Po- well, I just watched about solar flares. Oh, know, fuck yeah, familiar. solar flares. My boyfriend's always talking about solar flares. Those are frightening. Yeah, well, it's all, there's so many frightening things, though. I mean, like, just take your pick. The good news is that I don't know how globally selfish you can be when you watch Werner Herzog's Internet documentary, lo and behold, it was all right. I liked it all right. Yeah. Uh, they talk about solar flares, mm-hmm. and they're like, the last one that happened. So there are these big burps of the mm-hmm. sun. I'm speaking more to the listeners because you, oh, yeah, no, you seem to know. I know what's up. Yeah. I'm, I'm woke about You're solar flares. <laughs> I'm all over it. But the last time there was a really big one, all of the telegraphs like burst into flames because mm-hmm. it disrupts the frequency. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they're like, if that happened now, it's it's the Book of Eli. It's uh, the road. It's I can't just like wait, everything. Man. <laughs> kill the internet. We need to kill it. You think so? End it. Yeah. I'm totally team destroy the internet. Really? Yeah. But I know it's not going to happen, but I really. Well, there's another great part in that documentary where there's a woman, and I'm so surprised that I didn't just, like, laugh in her face, I guess. But she was like, I think the internet is the 
Antichrist. And she's like, if you look at the the way the Bible speaks of the end of the world, they're like, it makes so much more sense that we would ruin ourselves with this thing yeah. that promises us promises us everything, mm-hmm. yet takes everything human about us. I was like, ah! that's it. That's it. That's exactly right? how I feel about it. That's really? A hundred percent. It's this lie. 100%. It's kind of like a liar. I, I it's like, was, hey, I got everything you need. Oh God. Yeah. I, I dabbled, I, you know, I jumped right in. I wasn't, I'm, I don't like to seem like a, like a super Luddite, like crazy person. Like when, you know, all the things started, the, the Twitters and the Instagrams, I was on board, you know, I, I had fun. I enjoyed it. And getting to the point now where it is, it, I have so much anxiety just around that one thing, and it's the increasing internet. every day. And it's just, yeah, it, ter- it terrifies Wait, me. What you, about what? Um, well, I, n- I never used to be afraid of people. Oh. I have always considered myself to be a person, like if I'm sitting in a room with someone or I meet someone, um, kind of regardless of what we agree on or don't agree on, I feel like I can at least – have an exchange yeah. with someone. I can I can feel like on the level. We can we can we can interact and we can um, we can at least like recognize each other's humanity or right. or something. It's like the just me and him or me and her fantasy. Yeah, it's Ooh, like yeah. that person is not my cup of tea. But I bet if we were stuck together, yeah. would build a tent together and would have fun. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe not have fun, but at least like not destroy each other. We wouldn't kill each other yes. and would just be like, wow, you really yeah. were raised differently from, from yeah. me. Yeah, and and I and. I think most people are like that, but when you remove um, when you mo- remove physical presence, um, it's a lot harder to have empathy. Well, there's empathy. no accountability. Yes, yeah. there's no accountability, and, and I think empathy is a really, really big part of it because I think if you triangulate like everything that's happening right now, politically and socially, I think so much of it is comes down to people losing their empathy for other people, and a lot of that has to do with I think so many of our interactions happening in a non-physical right. space. I, I like to say I forget who said it. You can Google it. Google it. <laughs> I didn't I, even mean that as a joke. Yeah, I mean, you, people you, listening could use the internet. Yeah. But I love saying it on the podcast, which is hate is a lack of imagination. So yeah. when, when I when I see people hating, though, mm. like every once in a while, I'll see somebody Facebook something and I click on it, and and their their profile picture is like a. Peter Parker crying and it says, but I identify as a spider. So it's just like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anti-trans joke Mm -hmm. is your, is your profile picture. That's what you're about. But then I'm like, I think back to how I was raised and I wasn't raised in the dark. I was raised in Boston. Mm -hmm. I went to a Quaker school for Mm -hmm. crying out loud. I had every opportunity to be very open-minded and Mm -hmm. and was for the most part. I had some growing to do, but, um, it's. I think back to that simpler Pete, and I look at this kid or, or whoever it might be on Twitter or whatever. And I'm like, they just haven't. Uh, they, they don't have the faculty, the skill, mm-hmm. or the uh, exposure to imagine a gay person. Mm-hmm. Like I used to think my my ex uh, mother in law was like very anti gay marriage mm-hmm. and had never met. An out gay person. Yeah. I'm sure she had met many mm-hmm. gay people, <laughs> but, not, uh, but yeah. didn't know. Did know. Yeah, and, and had met trans people mm-hmm. and didn't, didn't know, know mm-hmm. because they never uh, yeah. transitioned. Yeah, and they just felt uncomfortable and weird, and or, or, or the gay people felt uncomfortable and weird. So they're just sitting around going like, I can't imagine it. But they don't even. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. They can't. 
yeah. fathom another yeah. another thing, and they're not trying necessarily. So then they just default to hate. And the tragedy of that is that I really do believe it would be so easy. I mean, it happens all the time when all of a sudden someone in their family or someone they know or someone yes. they have history with, right. and it just changes their entire perspective on the whole situation. And right. I think that is that's that's so easy to do, but 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 we can't we can't do it. Like we can't it's happening wait less less. for the miracle of conversion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody. Yeah. That has a conversion moment where their best friend mm-hmm. says, I, uh, I feel like I'm a woman. I've always felt like I'm mm-hmm. a woman. This is a man saying that. Or their best friend is gay or their dad be, comes mm-hmm. out as gay or whatever it is. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's mm-hmm. real idiot proof. It's like mm-hmm. it's happening right in front of you. It's somebody that you already love and now your worldview is, mm-hmm. is transformed. But we don't – this is why we kind of have laws and stuff and people trying to change yeah. people on a mass scale is because we don't have the luxury of time Absolutely. to wait for everyone because it won't happen. It has to come. It has to be forced in some ways, and it has to be gradual in some ways. But right, um, and I think you know, I I just think that what we're trying to do is not new, but uh, the place in which we're trying to do it is completely new, like super new. The place and being the digital place. Oh uh, yeah, like the well, and that is that's what scares me. I mean, there's there is a precedent for all this stuff. And obviously these are issues like the gradual progress and social progress of humanity is something that's been happening for as long as people have been around. But like this, this technology is so new and that's what spooks me. But it's not even just that. It's also just <coughs> it's, it's more personal in that like I don't know. It's, it's, I've developed a fear of people that has actually moved into the real world that I didn't used to have. Because and, you see too many weird frog Twitter faces? Yeah, I think I just... <laughs> I, saying I, like I, something hateful. I liked and trusted people more when I knew what they actually thought about everything. Before you uh, knew before, what they thought. Yeah, yeah, before I knew what, what they thought about anything. Uh, so I don't know, it's just... it's um, I'm... Well, it is kind of like the Wild West. It's like a, yeah. it's a lawless, mm-hmm. unregulated... Yeah. They talk about that in the documentary. they like, we made it the internet yeah. to be shared with like there's a directory mm-hmm. of like a couple hundred people that were using the internet mm-hmm. so you knew who yeah, everyone yeah. was yeah. and then of course the technology comes out now we all have it and now you see it's almost like Lord of the Flies or the Wild West where mm-hmm. you're like why can't everyone just enjoy the clean water and the mm-hmm. fresh air and, and share that's the not, food that's and what we're made to do there's always a couple villains we will ruin it and then if you say to someone you absolutely won't get caught and there's no way yeah. this is where you get like this is why uh, internet pornography is so wait what, the- what's that <laughs> Internet pornography? It's it's, it's, uh, two dimensional images of people having sex or sexual acts. That's cool, I guess. But see, that's a thing thing where, like, the deterrent, less people looked at pornography. Undoubtedly, right? Sure, it's, it's 25 there, years so ago. It's easier to... You're not going to go to a truck stop and like the the heart. Yeah, maybe you will. Maybe, the heart uh, pulsing experience of saying, "Where's your milf section?" You know, what <laughs> I mean? like that's that's a different group. Can I get a T-shirt? This where's your milf section? <laughs> yeah, you sure that can. would super wear. And that you could everywhere. only wear it under a trench coat. That's fine. This is where's your milf section? Deal, done deal. But now anyone can do it. It's anonymous, so mm-hmm. we get that. Yeah. And, and maybe you know, for the enjoyers of yeah. pornography, that's a plus. You yeah. can also find. Uh, other furries, if you yeah. want to dry hump. No, and in I, a I think that's a beautiful thing costume. in ways too. I mean, I'm, I think there's a lot of good in it. In a lot of ways, I wouldn't also... have a career if I didn't, if the internet didn't exist. Because uh-huh. I was, you know, I mean, I, so I can't. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm shit talking. It's more just like, oh no, true please. concern. We can uh, let's shit talk. Um, let's shit talk about the internet. We all this is going yeah. out on the internet. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't we even be sitting in this in this tiny room? But um, yeah, no, I I also think it has to do with like trying to shove an infinite amount of information into my 
finite brain. Yeah. And I think I'm in general, I've, I've found that I'm a much happier person when I keep my world a Bless bit you. smaller. Bless you. <laughs> um, it's that time. I've had a cold for like two weeks straight. So oh, is I that a allergies? Yeah, that's allergies. That's worse. That's that's a lifetime. <laughs> you have a lifetime. It's a cold. lifetime cold. You got permacold. Yeah, it's a bummer. Theraflu, permacold. Mm. <laughs> you, you like keeping your life yeah, as simple think, as possible. I think yeah, learning how to learning how to. Um, Keep yeah, just keep things small. Yeah. Um, and the internet sort of forces you to uh, put be exposed to more than is in your. Well, there's also something going on. Ramdas alert. Oh, here we go. Take a shot. You reach for your drink. <laughs> right, your juice. Um, he, I'm gonna butcher it, but he says like uh, knowledge is little bits of data. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is transcending them. Mm-hmm. So there's something going on where with the internet, which I in a bit I did. My first Conan was probably 10 years ago, mm-hmm. was about how, like, the internet's a calculator that helps you cheat on every subject. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there is this sort of understanding that if we could just have the internet streaming directly into our brains, we'd all be geniuses, when real knowledge is actually abstract thinking. It's critical thinking. Yeah. And it's bored summer camp with no yeah. cable, no tennis thinking where sure. you're just sitting around with other human beings, feeling the heat. Of your bodies in a small yes. room and c- trying to come up with an idea just with like pencil and paper sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes away with the idea that we're like, well, as long as other people are doing it elsewhere and I can just right. have access to it, then I too will be intelligent, yeah. supposedly will appear intelligent, but you won't be wise. You right. won't. You won't become the information to a point where you can actually step beyond it. Sure, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of it is intuition too, and like that too. I all do, of yeah. the lady arts. Yeah, I'm just well, kidding. yeah, no, I'm with too. it. I'm all about it. But I, all of those subtle energies. Yeah, and that's the thing. I operate. That's my that's my comfort zone. That's my area. Intuition. Intuition. Um, em- empath. I think of myself as sort of like an empath, a like sure. creative empath, and which is a super fucking obnoxious thing to say into a microphone. But, um, but yeah, so. You know you who know. the last person who told me they were an empath was? Oh, fuck. Conan O'Brien. It's ah, true. You're in good company. That's great. All performers that's so sweet. are. What good you performer yeah. can't tell how the audience is doing? I know some of them. You'd have to be. They're, they're different styles of performers. Yeah. They're the ones that can yeah. kind of just go out. Well, yeah. That, well, that's interesting because I think, <clears throat> I, in my mind, I think of it as I separate it as healers and destroyers. Oh. So that's the way I think about creativity. And this is after a long time of wishing. I was one and being the other. Um, wishing you were a wishing, destroyer? I, I consider myself, <laughs> yes, wishing I was a destroyer, precisely. And I think, so, and obviously this is reductive, but like, I, I think of it as being like, okay, Wait so a minute, is there, this reductive? Is this reductive? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. No more, I'm not qualifying anything I say ever Pop again. Pop-ups. Um, so, I consider myself to be a healer, and that um, is something that I really struggled with for a while, because a lot of the art that I really like and relate to is a little bit more divisive and like difficult, and like and, um, Give me I think an example of a good destroyer, just because – is Michael Moore like a destroyer? Or uh, Sonic Youth, a band Sonic that like takes pop songs and makes them fucked up and noisy sounding, uh-huh. for example. Oh, I see. Um, More a disruptor. Yeah, a disruptor is a great way to put it. Yeah. I don't. I guess destroy has sort of a negative connotation that I'm not really – Because Sonic Youth is still yeah. pushing the, bol- the same yeah. boulder up the hill. People who destroy and recreate, people yeah. who push things forward, yeah. um, which I think involves a lot of like – violence in some way and and here's an example of what I'm talking about my mom she loves music she's a huge music fan but she doesn't understand why anyone would want to listen to music that doesn't sound good for her like music is about pleasure it's about Mm. like listening to something that is beautiful and enjoyable makes you feel good Um, and I I love music like that but I also love music that um, is really intense antagonistic 
um, dissonant and insane because sure. it changes the way I think about what music can be right. and what art can be. And those artists are so important. And I think a lot of um, a lot of people that end up having um, a legacy beyond their years are people who are able to do that. Um, to and deconstruct. To deconstruct and to recreate. Your Davy Bowies. Yeah, your Davy, your Davy Bowies <laughs> and, and what have you. Um, but I think there also he is a place for... He comes back just to slap me. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Davy Bowie. Um, Bowie. But it's Jermaine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, you know, I... So many of the artists that I really love and admire, I feel like, um, are more on that side of the spectrum. And then I, I love, I, for some reason, I feel compelled to make beautiful songs um, to heal myself and potentially others. Right. Um, but I felt really guilty about that for a really long time. Like I felt um, like I wasn't doing it right or something. Like, um, like it wasn't real art if it wasn't um, in some way uh, more difficult or less accessible. Like, if it's accessible, right. it's, not, it's not real, it's not good, it's not important. Right. Whatever that means. Um, so I struggled with that for a really long time. And Did you try to do the oh, constructive yeah. stuff? And I do think that I still do. Yeah. But I, I think I've also embraced the side of myself that the more, I guess, so-called feminine side of myself um, that uh, allows things to just be unabashedly beautiful for beauty's sake. Right, right. Um, and I, and I, since I've encouraged that part of myself more, I'm. I think I, I produce more. I make better stuff. I mean, the record, the Flock of Dimes record that I just put out, was the first thing I've made where I really allowed that. And I have a whole allowed, theory. You men just leaned into the idea the that you're like, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm going to make these beautiful songs that, right. that heal people and and. Myself and um, and so you know that was a huge step for me and I think I think also it has a lot to do with being a woman in the music industry for a long time with Wyoke and with everything that I did I I think I kind of smoothed over or I guess roughed up a lot of my most feminine tendencies in order to be taken seriously oh. um, you know I have a so I have a pretty voice, but like I would sort of bury it and cover it in guitar noise, and hmm. um, because a lot of the art and music that I and a lot of other people take more seriously is more traditionally masculine in nature. With the um, with female singers in particular, yeah, I think in in a lot Bonnie of Bonnie Ray. Oh no, I know. I mean, we're talking about. We're talking I'm just about, kidding. That was a joke. She's the the truest, <laughs> the truest and the realest. But that's the thing. Like I, you know, when I was like 15, I would go to my mom would take me to bars and she would post me up in the corner and I'd play songs. Oh, wow. And she would drink for free and I would be 15 so I would be playing songs. And, um, <laughs> you know, people would see me and they'd see, like, little girl acoustic guitar and they'd just be like, why Cheryl Crow? You know, like, there's an idea. Right. People see you and they see what you're doing and there's, like, they immediately form an idea of what you are allowed to do based on who you are. Cheryl Crow like. being another yeah, sort of just pretty... sort of like a pretty voiced... Yeah. And no, you know, not no, not a judgment, not a value judgment. Ain't really. nobody shooing the crow. Yeah, you're welcome. I just on didn't want to be told what I could do. Yeah, and what I was allowed to do. But isn't it funny? Like a lot of comedians, I think mm. that maybe go against their, ugh, mm. which sound like managers now. <laughs> but going against your type. Let's yes, talk about it in sure. the artistic way. Mm-hmm. There's a. Uh, there's how you come off and how in, in your case even more so how you sound mm-hmm. and being like being true to that or going like I'm really going to push against that. Right. Like I saw the sweet people go really dirty and I've yeah, seen yeah. the dirty people try to be sweet and it's just like everybody yeah. could stand a little bit of a step unless you want to really do it for effect. Right, right. But 
Yeah, I just I think being allowed to defy people's expectations of what I could do is really important to me. Instead of feeling like you were handed them. Yeah, and 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 so that was I think what really drove me creatively for a long time. And now I'm getting to a point where I, I have way fewer fucks uh, given in the situation. <laughs> and I am allowing myself to just make things that I like without thinking too much about. But in this case, without they... worrying that they're not uh, uncool in that yes. healing way. Yeah. Like, and, and allowing myself, yeah, to embrace some of the things that I used to be more embarrassed I'm about. I'm back to colors of the wind. It's okay. Fuck yeah. Like, that's I, what I'm this saying. This is what got it started. Yes, exactly. It's right. Singing a beautiful song is okay. But isn't it funny? It, it reminds me of everyone with curly hair wanting straight hair sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. like you have yeah. a pretty voice and you're like, I wish I sounded like, yeah. I don't know. All my favorite singers, yeah, were just dudes with shitty voices. Really? I, you know, I mean, not I actually, shitty voices, but just like weird. I love the I love weird a weird voice, voice dude oh, as God, well. I love a weird voice I dude. I love a weird voice dude. I can't. I'll never be a weird voice dude. Let's <laughs> try as I might. Yeah, I took too many years of chorus for that for me. I'm, yeah. And um, but yeah, so I, you know, I wanted that, but I'm I'm now at a point where I'm allowing myself to be more comfortable with what I actually am, which I think makes me better, and and that's why I'm like so pumped about what I'm doing now because it's it's what I actually want to make for myself as opposed to what I think people should be or would or wouldn't want to be hearing from me. Right. Um it's just there's less baggage in it. It's yeah. it's a little bit freer in that way. Not that I hate like I don't hate all the music that I made with Y Oak, but I do feel the baggage when I play it. Like when I it's weird, you know, I mean like a part a big part of my job playing in that band is like I'm playing songs that I wrote when I was nineteen, twenty, twenty two, you know, it's ten year old songs and it's like I'm not an actor. I get up and I can't fake it, you know? Like so I'm like in this weird purgatory state of like oh, that's trying so to inhabit funny. these feelings that are way I remember gone. For I me. I asked Glenn Hansard when he did the podcast. Mm-hmm. I said because he hits all those crazy notes and yeah. his voice I'm always worried about his voice <laughs> just from afar. You text him make sure his voice is I, okay. I wa- well I asked him cuz sometimes when I do a lot of shows I start to lose my voice and yeah, I was like what is that. the what is the secret to hitting a note? Uh, when your voice is gone, and he goes, meaning it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, desperation. So there Adrenaline. is, yeah, yeah. And and Bono, who didn't do the podcast, I just read it. He said something similar. Where mm. He was like, the only way to hit the notes consistently is to is to feel the song. Like I can't. Yeah. I think he said something like, "I'm not good enough to just sing it. I have to like you have to get inside it. Yeah, absolutely. So you. That's a tricky thing if you're writing – like uh, yeah. that was 10 years ago yeah. and you have to remember yes. what it was like to be 19-year-old. Yeah. No, I don't want to remember that at all and I, I'm forced to. <laughs> so ah, it, it sounds like uh, a bummer. It is a bummer. And then you look at all bit. the happy people that are it like, she's doing a Yeah. I had a, I had a very funny experience with that not too long ago where I uh, forgot the words to my, our most popular song for that very reason. Is it One Small Death? It was, no, it was, uh, it was Civilian, the song that was in Walking Dead and all this. Uh, in, in, um, this so the zombies got restless. <laughs> yeah. And that was the song. So like I made a record. We, My band made a record. Andy and I, I say my band's like two. It's two people. Andrew. We, Andrew please. Stack. My my dear Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we This made, is the guy that when you were when he was twenty. Yeah, we've been playing music together since we were fifteen. Like So we that was Y Oak. That's Y Oak. And that yeah, so that's and that's you know, still very much part of my life. Um I can't believe that was that's been around so long. It's been around forever. My entire Because I remember it got the onion album of the year. Thing. Oh, you remember. I that's do so well, nice. And I was like, I'm just gonna buy this record sure. and then I just bought it. That's so and cool. And that seemed like that, yeah, works. that seemed like it did work. That actually works. I know it Man, worked. Love the nerds. Nerds and then by I records. Actually, I actually remember what's that? Nerds by records. Nerds by records. They're the only ones. And this is like when you'd get like a 
hard copy of the onion, yeah. like the old timey days, yeah. and then would distill vinegar with them. With the paper. Yeah, just you, just, you just put them in there and ferment for a while. Yeah, it's big but, uh, now. I can't believe that was you and you and one fella oh my fresh God. out of high school. Oh my God, yeah. No, it's 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 been it's I can't believe it either. It's no Sifion. No Sifion. <laughs> so what were you saying? You said it didn't it happened recently. What was I saying? You were like I had a funny story where that Oh happened. yeah, yeah. So um so you know, civilian like I've played that song like thousands no exaggeration thousands of times in yeah. my life yeah and it um so after that record um i was feeling particular i mean we toured that record came out in 2011 and we did 220 shows that year in one year so that's a lot of days that year i actually also lost my voice which is a different story i got vocal cord nodules oh it, that near that year knocked me the fuck out it was it was rough um yeah. And um, that was my 2016. <laughs> that was this year for this year for you. You're still no, standing. Everybody hated 2016. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. It's, I mean, I guess I. A did. lot of people died. It's and then, tough and because then, like it was actually like kind of a great year for me, but like I feel bad about it. Was saying. a great year for me. I just sat really the whole great. thing out. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, year. it's hard, you guys. It's really hard. We're having a hard time <laughs> together collectively. I also just when when celebrities die, I don't go like. This year is after no, us. Fuck, I can't stand it. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that's just like, you know, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but I fucking hate that because it's just like, well, yeah, people die. And people also, die. You know, I don't know. I just sort of, something about it feels sort of disrespectful because like those people have families who do actually like don't get to see them. Like you can still listen to their music. I know. Whenever you want. Your relationship continues. Yeah. Oh, we don't. Your get to, imaginary relationship. Your disappointing yeah. new album that yeah. you're not even going to like, and you're going to be like, it's not as good as the '70s. Yeah. No, it's just an opportunity to to be like. But me. To make it about yourself. Me, me. This is the year that um, I had to deal with the yes. death of Prince. Yeah, come on. Man. Get at it. That dude I, has a family. You know? Exactly. I don't know. I, I, I he don't has a family guy, of but... beautiful lingerie women <laughs> <laughs> walking, around, walking around. I guess. I assume he has a family. I don't know. I always hear the, story, the one story I heard about Prince. I think someone told me on this podcast was someone was interviewing him mm. in his kitchen and he's mm. like in a silk robe and some some beautiful model comes in and starts to get like a – piece of quiche or something yeah. and he just kind of this is kind of a terrible story I guess okay. in the middle he just goes like are you sure you want to be eating that this late baby no yeah Shit, but that's the thing. Like, I I did a re a rewatch of Purple Rain um, recently, yeah. and like, I love that record, man. Obviously, everyone does, but like, it's such a bummer. He's such a dick. Oh, is he a dick? He's such a dick. Oh, oh. I didn't know he was a dick. He's a dick. I, here's why I don't mind that story as much as like if it was like some fat slob doing it. I'm yeah. like, at least like Prince is abiding by those rules as well. Yeah, it's also like part of the story of the film is that like he's a dick. So I guess it's like oh, okay. it's fictional. So okay, but, like I don't know. It's it's one of those things where. Um, you know, I watch. You watch it now, and I watch it now. I've never seen it. Like, oh well, yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because it's such a. I've you seen know, Cry Baby. You would recognize things from it, like culturally, just from being in the world. Probably. I'm sure. It's like when you I saw Clockwork stuff. Orange, I was like, Oh, oh that was God. on The Simpsons. That yeah. was on The Simpsons. Yeah. That was on The Simpsons. All of my so Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons references suddenly <laughs> make so much sense. So many Simpsons references. Yeah. Um, but it happened. You're playing civilian. Oh yeah. So you have yeah sharp. You can you can really remember where these conversation <laughs> threads began because I cannot. I can be sharp for two hours. So yeah. So I made the back. Backstory is that I made I I made that record. It was the biggest record we had. It was total breakthrough. We toured. We did a shit ton of shows. We mm. exhausted and burned 220, ourselves out. in one year and then more after crazy. that. And it was nuts. I didn't live anywhere. You know, I was just like just touring. Um, and no was, mail. No mail. I mean, 
who knows what happened to all that mail? <laughs> this day, I have no idea. You might be a catalog winner. I could have, yeah, I could have won the fucking giant check or whatever. Um, I have no idea. It's just sitting somewhere waiting, waiting for me. <laughs> waiting for you to endorse it. Um, but yeah, so like marker. I made this fucking record and then it, um, and I got everything I wanted, which is, you know, we finally had this breakthrough moment and I was the most unhappy I'd ever been in my entire life. Why? Uh, because I was touring too much. I was pretending to be an artist on TV as I thought of it. Like I was, I was doing the same 15 songs every night. There's nothing creative about it. Mm. I was, it was just repetition and it grind. was just delivering, just delivering a thing that I'd already made <laughs> and none of the thing I actually love to do, which is like working on Isn't new it things. Funny? See, the standup is different from the, uh, the musician in that it's like fair. all they want is our new stuff yeah. and all they want is your old stuff. Yeah. No, that's true. It sucks. Yeah. I, I want, it kind of stinks on <sighs> both ends. We, we yeah. have a different type of anxiety where we're like, well, last time I was in Chicago, they heard this and this. They're going to hear it again, yeah. and they won't think it's funny. Twi- yeah, yeah, but you you can, you know, in my opinion, you can do some bits like Greatest Hits, but yeah. you have to deliver an album. Yeah. You have to play the album. And I have to mean it somehow. Yeah, you have to bono it. Try- so basically, here's what happens. There's like a, there's a weird it, like bell curve situation for me and my bandmates. So the I write something, that's like the pinnacle for me. The more I play it the further away I get from it and the less attached to it I of feel. Course. And for him, he's sort of more of like a technician in this band and he's doing some really complicated things. So like the more he does it, the more comfortable he gets, the more satisfying it becomes. So we're sort of like opposing each other uh, in our in our like experience in the band. And somewhere in the middle there's the perfect set. <laughs> yes. And who knows if that's ever happened. I probably didn't appreciate it when yeah. it happened. Yeah. But it did. But so yeah, so um as I get more comfortable playing these songs, and this is not good, but like you know, if at the thousandth, fifteen hundredth time I've played this song, and you know, I'm playing it, and um, I'm I'm having conversations with myself in my head about you know snacks. It's and like Twilight, whatever. Zone, man. It's yeah, I'm just doing like, it. I want to be a musician. I want to be a musician. I'm not saying yeah, you're a no. fool, but it's no, like, I get it. You're... I don't think people talk enough about it's like, and and it can happen with comedians too. Mm. I've been fortunate to never have a year where I did 220 shows. That would Don't be insane. The people that go to Edinburgh to do a show every night for 30 yeah. days, I'm like, that's too many shows. Yeah, it's way too many. It, and it it's starts to... But people are like, but you polish it. I'm like... I don't want to polish no, it. Not it's like that. not supposed to be polished. Yeah. Well, then you polish it to to nothing. You right. polish it away to 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 something you hate. Right. Um, it's and, like yeah. having sex every day for thirty days. Who would want that? It, yeah, it could be. I guess I could. Be, <laughs> some people. I honestly wouldn't want that yeah, because no, there needs either. to be the time in between yeah. the quiet after after the thing. Anticipation. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to just bang it out. Imagine yeah, what no. kind of a lover you'd be if after that you'd just be like, "Well, these are the moves we do." You know what yeah, I mean? It's a, it's a bummer. It's a super bummer. That's, that's exactly that's what, what it is. is. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. And I'm I'm just banging it out. It's giving night. giving energy. Banging it out for some strangers. <laughs> it's what it feels like it feels fucking awful. I mean, to get Does up, it really? it to get up in front of people and to like do something that you don't that you're not in for yeah, me. It feels yeah. shitty. Um, and I also know I've done this for. They long couldn't tell your your banter wasn't like here's this one again. Well, that's a lonely feeling too, isn't it? Nobody can. Nobody you gets kinda... it. Not even not even the people on tour with me get it because not everyone, not every musician is like this. Yeah. I feel like there are people who are like me, and maybe they're a little bit more few and far between. And then there are people who are like more entertainers and they just like to play shows. And those people are really well suited to the current climate because that's what that's where that's the what is. the money is. I yeah. know people like that. I mean. Um, I think a lot of my, my uh, friends are in a really great band called Future Islands from Baltimore, and they they're entertainers. Like they they, they like, get up and they they're showmen. kill it every night, and like yeah. um, you know that's part of the art. That's part of their art. And for right. me, it's like I 
you know, it's really just a, a waiting game for me. I make the thing, I'm pumped on it, and then how long can I, how many times can I play it before I just, it drives me insane. That's kind of why I have two bands now. Because yeah. I am making, like, I just put out this Flock of Diamonds record, and I'm already working on a Y Oak record, because that's the part of the process that I love. The creative part. So I can be making and putting out more things, um more quickly and, yeah. and be like in less of a rut with either one of them. This, this does go back to like wanting to be born 40, 30, 40 years ago. It does. Cause you could do, I mean like Kate Bush or like, or Prince for perfect examples. Like, Is Prince a great example of You don't have to tour. Yeah. You can tour if you want. And to. then it's like a treat when you do. Yeah. And, and people buy, so many people buy your records. You're good. You can, you can just skip it entirely. Yeah. I mean, Joni Mitchell stopped I mean, she her Can she you played. Like, yeah, it just that was just sounds... like I'm not playing shows anymore. I don't want to do this. Kate Bush stopped playing shows. Like wow. so many people that I admire who make incredible records, just didn't. They just didn't do it. They're like, nah, I've had enough of this. And and you can't really get away with that anymore. Mm. But now the problem is that you're also obligated to make great records somehow in between playing 200 shows a year. Like, you're supposed to also be working on somehow your new... crank out something amazing. On, you know, on command. Because I have to imagine if you're playing music that much every day, mm-hmm. you're not exactly on the tour bus banging out. It doesn't. It I doesn't try. sound fertile. It's not, but I've I've certainly tried. I did make one record that way with a friend of mine on, while I was on tour during that year. Oh, really? I was so bored. Um, well, that, and I, but it, you know, it's like it's difficult. It's very difficult to do. I, and then there must be part of you that's like, what's the point? That just leads to more of this. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. That's the, that is the predicament that I'm in. And this is where I, I follow that thought. Almost almost every week I have a day where I follow that thought to its inevitable shitty conclusion. And I'm just like, what is the what am I going to do? Like, what am, I'm going to make baskets and sell yeah. them at the farmer's market? Am I going to go back to school? Am I going to – like, what do I do? I don't have a plan B. I have no fucking clue what I'm going to do. Yeah. But it's like I know that I don't want to be on a tour bus when I'm 50. Like, yeah. Sure. Shit, don't want me doing that. But I have no. This is my only job, right? Like I've only done this, and it's the only job that I've had any. Um, I mean, it's I've managed to put something of a career together. I'm very yeah. lucky. I'm very grateful. I don't mean to sound grateful. The question really becomes like, where? What do I do next? Yeah, because I can't. I don't well, think I can just make records like that's the not, road isn't just the shows either. It's the traveling. Oh, and it's, it's almost none of it is the shows. The yeah. shows is just a tiny, tiny percentage of what the actual day. Right. Your time is spent mostly driving and right. carrying things and it's the sleeping BB, in weird places. BB King was like, I do the shows for free. They pay me to travel. They pay me to travel. I think no. about that all the time. But at least, again, I'm just trying to relate as a comedian. There have been times when I've been touring and I'm like, this is, this is quite a few shows. Like, we haven't been home. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm such an amateur. It would be like three weeks would be like very long. Weeks is long enough. <laughs> yeah. Eight is long. Three is long. They're all yeah. long. Once you're in it, it's... You They're know, all long. Yeah. But at least as a comedian, the stuff that you guys do when you're tuning mm-hmm. is like what they want us to do. All, the whole time. And they don't want you to ever play the song. God. <laughs> I can't. And I you can just imagine. be like, ah, oh, man, touring sucks. And then you can <laughs> you can have them laugh at that. Yeah. I, I, it sounds lonelier. Yeah. If you got up, I, I don't mean to just heap onto your no. despair, but, but it's I mean, like, like you go out. It's and, very lonely. And here's the thing: people don't want that from me. And this is like, I don't talk about this very much. I'm talking about it now because it it seems like the place. To do yeah. It. This this is the this podcast is the to, to go to like, look, I'm grateful, but but generally speaking, <laughs> like people don't want to hear that from me at all. And because wait, they don't want to hear you complain. Yeah. Well, it's not even complaining as much as like presenting a realistic idea of what my life is actually like because they want to believe that the dream whatever you want to call it is real right um and the illusion of of making it and like having the perfect life and like 
be you know, like you're living the dream you know like people don't want to believe that that's not real right and, and I hate to they don't like it make another sex porn comparison but it, it's creepy I think it's Mulaney yeah I know it's creepy <laughs> go, go for it Mulaney uh, I, I think it's Mulaney has a great bit about or maybe it was just an observation about that terrible feeling when you're watching porn and then you realize uh, no one speaks English and you're like, oh, this wasn't like for money. This <laughs> no. is just so-. so what I'm saying yeah. is the viewer, whether it's yeah. a show or, or my stupid example, you do kind of want to think mm-hmm. everybody's kind of – Judd Apatow yeah. has a great bit mm-hmm. where he's like, I only watch lesbian porn because there's a chance they're enjoying it, <laughs> which is funny because oh. you don't want to uh, think yeah. this was like a sex trafficking yeah. thing. And you don't want to think that the yeah. band you're watching – Yeah, and they don't love it. Hate each other. You need the illusion. I, you're actually making me realize for the first time we just saw Head in the Heart recently. Mm-hmm. And part of it is – and Valerie and I talk about this. Mm-hmm. We're like – Oh, it's fun, and and the woman sings, and they give her a song, and mm. and then there's the main guy, and where'd the other guy go? And they yeah, got all they're, the, they're, they're having a fun, they're having a good time, they're having a good time. We want to think that afterwards they're drinking some sort of homemade liquor out of mason yeah. jars and chasing fireflies. Yeah. When the truth is, is they're probably not doing that, and they're sick of playing rivers and roads. I'm sure. I'm sh- I can virtually guarantee it, and you know, and that, I think it's fine. I think it's better for me to acknowledge that I'm shitty at pretending that I'm having a good time when I'm not, yeah. which is I think what being an entertainer is. But you're not. Uh, but <laughs> go tell it on the mountain. You don't have to bring, no. bring the Holy Spirit. Your song has room for some grief. It Your does. Song. It Your does. Sound. But it also has so much of uh, of my life in it that I. It's really hard to be confronted with that over and some over. of the things that I just. Yeah, I just don't want to always be inhabiting those spaces, and they're, it's too it's too close to home that you know it's sometimes it's great. You know, I mean, honestly, right. like I don't mean to sound so dour about it. Um, You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone at all. I remember uh, my fucking music. The people that listen to this podcast probably laugh every time I bring up the the five musicians that I reference. But one national. Well, the, I was going to bring up Eminem actually. Oh, Eminem, cool. and he, his up, his grief mm-hmm. is exactly what you're saying. I'm just saying this for solidarity with Eminem. Yeah, is that he's like We're it's very not, similar in a lot of ways. We're <laughs> <laughs> both white people. You're both hip hop artists. Yeah. It's not the the lyrics or what it's getting into that space where the the ones where he's really mm-hmm. kind of emoting yeah. and feeling mm-hmm. something again. I have to imagine that's everybody, but I remember yeah. a specific interview where he was like this is that's the grind. Yeah. But it's fucking embarrassing. Like when I'm in when I'm in the whatever zone you have to be in. Yeah. My my you know, so like I'm I'm feeling something and I'm feeling inspired and every all the pieces come together and it sort of all clicks and a song happens. Best feeling in the world. Totally rules. At that point, you know, I genuinely believe that, like, this is important. This is special. Like, this is the this, this thing exists, and I'm so proud of it. I'm so happy this is coming to the world. I'm so excited about it. And then the next day, I'm deeply, deeply embarrassed. And my job is Why to, are you embarrassed? Um, I think just some, there's, the vulnerability of it is inherently embarrassing. Can I, I just quoted this, I think, for the first time on the podcast. Ted Dan, a friend of mine was in a scene with Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. And at, at, when the director yelled, "Cut!" Ted Danson, who didn't know this guy very well, just goes like, "Isn't acting embarrassing?" It is. Yeah, that's that. isn't that funny. But it's the same. It's the exact same thing. And yes, I I can relate to that more. And it's vulnerable. It's, it's vulnerability weird to is be embarrassing. Like, I gotta like yeah. doing some emotional God. scene, or even just acting like you're a guy ordering a coffee. Mm-hmm. 
I had to do a scene where I pretended the first movie I did was Don't Think Twice, mm-hmm. Mike Birbiglia's movie, and I had to pretend to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. I was literally humiliated because I'm in an elevator full yeah. of extras. Yeah, I love that movie. And then I, it was the great. It was fantastic. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And I had to. It was great to see you in that movie. That it was, was great that to was be fun. in it. Yeah. I, of course, my, the greatness of the movie had nothing to do with me. I love that movie. Yeah. But in the, in the elevator, I had to like make small talk with the, Character, no one's on the phone. You're it just was embarrassing. Talking to yourself. You're just yeah. going like, yeah, I can't. I'm trying to yeah. get into yeah. the. It's super embarrassing. State, yes, for the camera, yes. It, there is something. It's deeply. I mean, it's, inhuman about it. Yeah, well, it's embarrassing just to be like, look at me. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm not a look at me person. Yeah, but be, being successful in I the field that I'm in, I understand. Yeah. You're a look at me person, and that's. But it's still embarrassing. It's fine. But like, it's both. Yeah, yeah. I, I. I said that yeah. not to be funny, but to be like, even if yeah. you are a look at it's me, it's still embarrassing. You're like, this is a little too close to the nerve. Yeah, stand up. I'm comfortable yeah. with that level of look at me, but this was like, it, it was also the showbiz of it. You're in an elevator mm-hmm. with seven, eight background actors. Yeah. And you're like, each one of you would hit me in the face with the large version of the Monopoly iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for this, for this opportunity. Job, yeah. For what I'm doing. And yeah. I know you know that it's not even that uh, hard yeah. to be on the phone and, and say a couple Just a lines. matter of a few things going differently. Right. And a few, yeah. And and maybe if you, you were a longtime friend with yeah. Mike Propiglia, this yeah. would be you. Yeah. That's, my, that's how I feel about my job, too, is that, like, I don't feel I, like, deserve anything. And they're so, I mean, music is so competitive, too, just, like. What you do, it's like, it's such a competitive field that it's tough for me. I don't feel like I just deserve all of this. A lot of it is chance. I know a lot of really, really talented, brilliant, amazing musicians who did not have the luck and the fortune, the good fortune that I have had. And they just fall away. Would either love to be where I am or think they would love to be where I am, you know? Mm. Um, And... um, But yeah, it doesn't work out for everybody. Just being good is not But don't you see, I mean, you really are... Right in the right in the pocket of a good you made it weird topic is it's not it's not what people think is Jim yes. Carrey, the Jim Carrey quote where he goes yes yes I wish everybody were rich and famous because then they would see it's not the answer yes and what you're saying is it's it's and this is what we're always kind of talking about it's being in that creative flow life is mm-hmm. creation yes life is creation all of it yes everything is creation that's mm-hmm. not a mystical idea it's just what's happening mm-hmm. your cells right now yeah. are. Re- reproducing, changing, yeah. dying, changing. Mm-hmm. Everything is uh, – even the dying. This is yeah. what – it goes back to our not being uh, – categorizing years by celebrities dying. I'm like it's all breathing. The earth mm-hmm. is breathing. The universe is breathing. All of consciousness is breathing and giving and participating in that. Uh, I always remember Jay Moore telling a near-death experience story where he had this epiphany which was human beings are the noblest of creatures because they were sent to earth to co-create with God. Mm-hmm. Who cares if that was just Jay Moore's <laughs> subconscious? I'm not saying that was definitely like from on high. Yeah. But the idea of co-creating with creation mm-hmm. feels good. Yes. Again, to bring up sex, that's one of the mm-hmm. things. It's like yeah. coming together to do something together. It was together the possibility of creation, exactly. even if it doesn't actually come That's right. That's right. Sure. Baby making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also it's so it's not the touring necessarily unless you're managing to create a special thing with that that mm-hmm. you're. A willing participant in, which isn't as easy as yes. it seems, obviously. Mm-hmm. But writing the song, making the album, you're saying the first time a song comes together, mm-hmm. that's, that's, it that's God. You're like, ah, this is it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That is the moment that keeps me going through. I mean, the, the, everything else is the job. But then the fat cats, this is like the man. The we should see. <laughs> the fat cat. I we should have been, uh, I would have loved to been alive in the 60s, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't Maybe know. Not. I can't go. I'm a lady, so I can't go back. There's so Ladies many people can go back to the 60s. Yeah, but no, man, like 
it's already hard enough right now. <laughs> like, I don't want to go any further back. Like, people, someone asked me in an oh, interview recently, they were like, if you could be alive in any era of music history, which one? I was like, well, maybe not any of the ones where, mu- where women weren't allowed to make anything. Yeah. So, like, my, my options are a bit limited. I'm going to yeah. be more limited than some. Right. I'm, I'm going to stay where I'm I'm going to stay where I'm at. I'm going to stay <laughs> right here. Is it because, like, reproductive rights and stuff like all I the- mean, shit. I mean, it's like, uh, there obviously were female musicians, but, like, it it just gets harder and harder and more difficult to to be seen as a uh, a complete person, mm. um, and that's I mean so much of what I I think the decisions that I've made when I really get down to it come from me tr- feeling the need to prove myself more for that reason, not getting the benefit of the doubt just based on who I am and and what body I have. Um, not people assume seen, people yeah. assume when I walk into a club, for example. And people see me, they assume that I do not know what I'm doing. And I have to prove that I do. Sweetheart, this is where you plug the male end of the guitar cord. All the fucking time. Into the, this yeah. is called the amplifier. Yeah. It's what amplifies itself. I had, okay, I've been fucking, I've been a professional musician for 10 years. A yeah. full decade. I've played thousands of shows. I've made, you know, tons of records. I've, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. I'm good at it. Yeah. I was setting up recently on stage. I was setting up my, my gear and um, this, this this guy's pedal peeper was checking out my stuff, which I don't uh, mind. I, I like pedal talking. Pedal peeper? Yeah, like, you know, guitar pedals and like They come and peep your pedals? They come and they peep and they like, like, oh yeah, you got that one. You know, it's like, often it's, uh, I actually think there's, I think there's a Portlandia sketch about this exact thing. Oh, really? Like Annie Clark with St. Vincent where it's like, oh, I see you got the flangulator. Uh, like, yeah, it's great. cool. Anyway, so like this pedal peeper was, was, was chilling. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't make that. I love it. That's a, that's an established. Oh, that's know. a guy. I love and like it. A, a bunch of guys out there just like shit. I, uh, <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Can't try that move. Um, but yeah. So this guy was uh, older, older gentleman. Very nice. You know, he was he was looking at myself. And then he he was asking me some questions, and he asked me point blank. So do you pick out all your own gear, or do you have a guy that does that for you? Yeah. <laughs> I had I laughed in his face, sure. which was my first reaction, and I was and I tried to think of what I could say that would maybe be a teaching moment, yeah. Not just immediately default into into anger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I did later really backstage, cool. yeah. Um, but you know, I said like, I'm sorry for laughing at you, but you have to understand what an offensive question that is to ask me. <laughs> like, would you ask him that? Like, would you ask anyone else here that? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. these are all mine. I own them, and I yes, I picked them out because That's I so funny. I. I'm responsible. Like, shit, man. Like, I made all this shit. Yeah, like, I yeah, made it yeah. all. Yeah. You know, and so, like, even this record, this solo record, I don't know if I would have had the urge to be like, I'm going to make a record. I'm going to play fucking everything on it, and I'm going to produce it, and then no one can say yeah. that I, or, you know, then people will know that I do shit. You're going to do a full Beck. Yeah. But, man, <laughs> it's just like, you really have to, you really truly do have to double down just to get people to to give you the benefit of the doubt what did he say when you were like would you ask him to do that he was super embarrassed yeah and you know i i hope that i said it in a way that was kind enough that yeah older dude older dude and he's yeah. with his son too and i was kind of like i was sort of like you need to see this like, yeah this needs to be done. it's almost like uh this is not in his defense i just know that my father would ask you that question, yeah and that's the example. thing i know that it's i don't i it's so ingrained yeah here it's not an excuse it's it is something that should be a teachable moment these yeah. these these types of guys i'm sure to, he meant nothing by it and the, the my that's what's kind of scary so much, about it yeah and it's so much more productive <laughs> for me to be like consider why you thought that right you don't mean and i mean obviously you're a fan you're here you bought tickets to the show to come oh, see me do this 
universe. Yeah, I'm happy you're here. And also, so just like think about why that thought occurred to you. Yeah. And maybe it won't occur to you again. Yeah. As opposed to me just bitching at you and then you just like fuck her. Right. And nothing happens and you continue to think that. Just consider where your thoughts are coming from and why you might have them. It's not your fault as much as it is my it's nobody's fault it's kind of nobody's fault in in the way that nothing is anybody's fault yeah we we live in this (laughs) shitty world and we're all absorbing everything that's around us all the time so it's like you do have to take accountability yeah and so but it's it's you know hopefully it was in a way that makes him consider uh, where these ideas are coming from so that maybe next time he doesn't Right. That way. So, you know, nothing personal really. It was it was actually kind of a nice moment in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and then my anger was more at like the anger that that's the world more than just him. That's kind of what I, yeah, th- I think that's what I was tiptoeing around is like that is the, the world and yeah. it stinks. That yeah. stinks. It's, it's the worst. It stinks to have that level of condescension. Yeah. yeah. But it's super weird. I mean, I think about it all the time. Would, you know, I'm often like, God, I wish I could just be like, understand what it would feel like to be like a default. Whatever that means, human being. I'm making finger quotes. Yeah, I can't say. just a straight white um, male. Yeah, just to see what that feels like. Um, like the SNL sketch with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I see. I'll, you know, but at the same time, you're saying for every Janis Joplin, there was 500 oh women God. that were like. I mean, take Joni Mitchell, who I know I've already brought up, but like, yeah. you know, she is so much better. And on another level, in my opinion, then musically, as far as musical sophistication and ideas and execution and talent and skill, yeah. she's so well, much better other... than so many people who get who many, many dudes who get so much more credit for being right for what they do, right? Um, because I, for sure, we're more comfortable with giving men that yeah. role. For sure, absolutely. It, 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 it again reminds me of the SNL thing that I've mentioned many times, which is Chris Rock saying, "Do you think if I was as funny as?" Uh, I believe he says Jay Moore, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> but he goes, if you think I was as funny as Jay Moore, would I be on this show? That That's not to put down Jay mm-hmm. as much as it's to say, like, you're yeah. saying Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Way better than Joe Cocker. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't like to shit talk, but like, for sure. Is Joe um, Cocker living? I don't know. What are you saying about me? <laughs> I actually have no idea. Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's, he could be within like miles of us, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, you, you, America has not yet gotten out of its system the thrill of throwing a husky-voiced man the keys <laughs> to the country. Yeah. We love it. We, we, we do it all the time. We just go, look, just there's like, dad. Use, yeah, or, daddy. There's, there's the, yeah. that type of energy, the aggressor, yeah. or you said the destroyer yeah. or the healer. Let's see what the, the, the dick yeah. does. Yeah, well, I mean. It'll I, knock I, down trees. I saw Kate Berlant last night at UCB, and she yeah. said that this, she was like, yeah, this whole election is about daddy. Oh my god! Like, of course. Yeah, no, it's super dark, but it's very true. I've 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 said that same thing. I've almost been like, should we take that out? But the <laughs> truth is, when I look at uh, Trump, I understand what people are going for, and it is that sort. And I'm not saying mm. I want to be very clear. Oh yeah, no, I'm not on board at all. Zero percent. But I can. It's not that I yeah. go who. What is the appeal? I see drunk dad. Mm-hmm. I see a, like a Winnebago stuck yeah. in the mud. Yeah. And there's the fat-bellied guy with the with the high life going like, let's just get some Mexicans to do it. And you're mm-hmm. just like, ah. Yeah. That guy yeah. sounds like yeah. he. Yeah. No, like, I know. Don't I know. underestimate yeah. loud and tall. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. made a career and on it. And confident and stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of not course, you. that's not, 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 not No, no, no. I, yeah. I, I included myself as a joke. But there's yeah. something basic going on where we go loud mouth blow hard some people do yeah a lot of people do it's almost like a traditional dad thing the post reason 
Like yeah. the dad who knows everything. I just want someone to tell me what I want to hear. Like, what's, in a, what's yeah. a waterfall? Waterfalls when a mountain's crying. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh. I'll take that. I feel good about that. Certainty. Yeah, no. so, yeah so, someone to tell you what racism. you want to hear with confidence. Exactly. And then also plus racism. And the, ra- and the rapists are Mexicans. Yeah. Oh, thanks, drunk oh, dad. God. Oh, drunk dad sucks. He, oh, he God sucks a huge he dong. sucks. But paging Freud and Young and all yeah. those guys together. Yeah, this mean, is the perversion of an archetype. Yeah, and I, and I was... One of the p- few people that I knew that I was like, I think he's going to win. And from the from the primer, like from like early on, I was like, he's going to fucking. Win. I hate everyone to be... was like, no, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, and yeah, yeah. I, I hate to be that person, but I was the person yeah. that I would go and watch the debates, and everyone was like, Hillary smoked him, and I was like, guys, he's, he's going to win. He won. He will win. He won every time. Yeah, no, it sucks. It I, sucks and I was more it, scared than ever. I was petrified. Yeah, oh was, god, and I continue to be. I continue yeah. to be hor- I mean, horrified beyond belief, beyond words, but. Anyway, we, we should we should steer the ship because God knows we don't need any more of this energy out in the world right now. But just like panic. No, I just it's just it's hard to. Um, I'm still in the in the. I I'm still in the phase. Where I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to function because I like I was saying earlier at the beginning. I um, this is all happening and and my desire to contribute in a meaningful way is ramping up, but my fear of everything is also ramping up, and specifically uh. my fear of. Um, I'm, I'm becoming less and less uh, involved. Like I'm basically dropping off the internet map right now, and it's. I would love more than anything to just bail on all social media accounts. I have this conversation. You can't for tickets. Yeah, I mean, Why I have this conversation just... with my manager like once a week, where I'm just like, please let me end it. Like, please let me. Like, I want them all gone. I don't want a digital record of anything. I don't want a digital personality simulation mm. outside of my body existing. I, I just want it gone. Um, and why won't they let you? And why why won't they run it? Um, it's because it makes it a lot. It does make it a lot harder. To, um, I'm not in a position. I'm not successful, popular, well known enough to be able to get away with not. It would. It would definitely be a blow. It would be de- detrimental to my career for sure. So I'm. Are I'm, we just talking about? Are you talking about staying in touch with fans, like relationships? Or are you just talking about letting just them having know? the accounts, just like yeah. having the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram accounts at all? I just want them all gone. I want. I want to kill them. Yeah, but don't um, you think? I get the feeling like the national. We we both mm-hmm. enjoy. Uh, I don't get the feeling that Matt is. Uploading those to Instagram. <laughs> he certainly isn't. No, absolutely not. So you, but they're much bigger. They're much more successful band, and they're in a better position than I am yeah. to do that. Um, I, do, I just, and I, it's no seriously no job. I mean, honestly, like I think some people do it and do it really well. And in a lot of ways, I wish I could be more vocal and more active. But every time I think about putting something out into the world outside of my body, um, I just have like a panic attack now. And it's not. It's a new thing. It's like mm. it's developing. I read this book recently. Um, Called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Do you know about this book? Somebody told me about that book. Yeah, it's yeah, great. I really liked it. Um, and I, I read it and it helped me really put my finger on a lot of um, these inc- these anxieties that have been increasing um, of late. Um, but a lot of it is about like um, the mob mentality and um, how we seize upon the, these people to make our collective scapegoat. Right. And, um, and in it he says, uh, we are creating a world in which the safest way to survive is to be bland. Oh, my God. And I read that, and I was just like, that's that's it. Because, you know, I used to use the internet and make jokes and, like, put shit out there. But, like, I'm too afraid to now. Uh-huh. I'm too fucking scared. I, I, and it's like – and it's not even just the fear of being, being, you know, seized upon by some sort of angry mob. It's also that I don't like the idea that the things that I'm saying and the ideas that I have are out there outside of my body. Like, I feel, like, confident in expressing ideas in the way – 
that I want them to be understood with my voice and my body and my physical presence. I feel like I can make myself understood and it's just as opposed to like all bets are off. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's no context and I'm just too afraid that I'm going to be misunderstood. Yeah. What a terrible thing. It sucks. Seems like black mirror or something. Yeah, it is. I I just really, and again, like I know a lot of people who are to do it really well and who are really good at it and they are, um, they have something that I don't. I don't know what it is, um, but uh, but I just yeah. So I'm. I'm but it, not to bring politics back. Isn't yeah. that like, let's call it masculine mm. energy? That sort mm. of. Bri- I, I don't mean dicks. I don't mean. I mean testosterone. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that sort of thing that men and women mm. have, obviously. Yeah, but, everyone. Everyone has uh, all of that going on. All for time. sure, culturally, yeah. mm. our men get yeah. that ingrained in them. Yes, for sure. Your yes. software you're is encouraging. You're performing and encouraging. Yeah, that. But that we have sense. less of it. We have mm-hmm. less of a. Everybody kind of has this understanding that we're mm. all oh, understand context, understand what what they're saying, where they're right, coming right. from, what they possibly mean. Maybe they're being sarcastic. Maybe they're being playful. What was mm-hmm. the tweet before this? What is their mind state right now? Then uh, now everybody is being very bland and very polite. Mm-hmm. And then you get – first it was like shock jocks, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, I love Stern and there's all the other ones mm-hmm. because these people are like um, – but then you get like a Trump, which is the perversion of yeah. taking it away from us. And then we have, again, these archetypes that are just – Eminem is another one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like these people that will go out and be like, I'll say all the terrible shit yeah. because you have no way to even risk exposing your shadow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, this is the tape loop that plays in my brain um, when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. Basically, like everything that you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, I think uh, it's doing some real damage to is me it, uh, personally. Yeah. That I, I'm trying to contend with in a way that I can. I think I have to. I have to understand what I can do, um, and if. Um, it's it's a self-preservation tactic for me at this point. Um, I think it's really important for people to be as vocal as possible in as many different forms as possible, especially now. Um, um, so I'm trying to channel some of the energy that I would be putting into making tweets about how angry I am and then having a panic attack and instead maybe do something that's actually productive, maybe on a smaller scale. Um, <clears throat> but I'm really torn about it because I understand that I do have a platform and I want to use it in some way. But, well, isn't it but, a then the terrorists win sort of yeah, situation? I, I get it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying no, you yeah. should come back to Twitter. I mean, it's there. It's the thing. It's just like, it's well, just, it's sitting there. It's like, it's staring at me. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell me you, to- last night I uh, I woke up um, probably around three in the morning or whatever. This is very normal for me. Yeah, me too. Usually it starts with going to the bathroom, but then I'll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is older stuff. I didn't used to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I did, I guess. Anyway, it's been happening regularly now. Like I'm mm-hmm. used to it. And you'll just kind of spend a half an hour awake in the dark. And oh what yeah. I, and what I was thinking of was Billy Wayne Davis just did this podcast and he was wonderful. And there was this part where we talked about ventriloquism mm-hmm. and. I realized while we were doing it, I was like, I haven't just like shit on something in a while, and it, it felt really nice. <laughs> oh, you were shitting on. I was shitting on. Like, I was talking about this movie that I love mm-hmm. uh, called Dumbstruck, and mm-hmm. it has like uh, Terry Fader, who's like the famous one, and then mm-hmm. there's this like very very talented one, and there's all, all these other kind of like hopefuls. Mm-hmm. But we did kind of get into how like old people and children love it, and we're kind of like <laughs> teasing it. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I, I think I called them like childish, not mm-hmm. not in an overly mean way, but I was like, yeah. there is something childish going like on, innocent, but yeah. also something missing. A, a type of mm-hmm. cynicism is missing, right? 
And I think I didn't say it as kindly as I'm saying it now. We were just teasing ventriloquists. Yeah, you're joking around. It's true. But then last night, I was like, oh, no, how many hopeful ventriloquists, Did the I just vent destroy? community, yeah. quietly listen to this podcast yes. and go like, oh my God. ventriloquists are comedians, Pete's a comedian, Pete's my friend, I listen to this podcast, I'm included in this podcast, and then he hears me shit on ventriloquists. Okay, so do I take that out? I say no. Do I talk about how, boy, I had that feeling later on the podcast? I say yes, clearly I'm that's doing what that I, now. That's my move as well. <laughs> However, it's really, really tough. That's that's my style, is, and I'm, I'm totally on board with that. But the, the tricky thing is, like, how do you do that in a forum that is so inherently limited? Hmm. Um, I would love to sit down and have a nuanced conversation with every single person that would, say, read a tweet that I then have a panic attack the next yeah, day or that night yeah. and just talk about it and talk about the nuance because like nuance is a part of every aspect of every part of the world right. and and I just I feel like it, it's it's it needs to be in there for for ideas to actually be like understood and like progress in an, an actual in a productive way right um, but I can't you know and so I almost feel like well maybe then I just reach the people that I reach in a physical space and that's it mm. and no more you know there's mm. not this like shadow version of myself that people think that they know that's Dropping the ball and, and like just basically putting constructing an identity that is incomplete. You just want to go back to where there's less record, right? Yeah, well, less record, <laughs> but also yeah. I just like I love people. I love talking to people. I love meeting to people. I love sharing ideas. That like I feel like doing that outside of um, a physical space is incomplete for me because I use. I feel like I rely so much on my body and my, and my intuition and my feelings just mm-hmm. to even be able to read another person mm-hmm. and to listen to what they have to say. That's why I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I hate, oh, you hate, I, I hate I'm talking terrified on the phone. I have, I have probably like 40 unlistened to voicemails on my phone right now <laughs> from years. Yeah, I can't bring myself to listen to them. They are just. I saying, am that way too. I wonder if we both just – I, I wonder what's going on with just the naturally occurring levels of panic and guilt that I have. Where when my house phone, I have a house phone just for like emergencies. We have a landline. We have a landline. And uh, somebody told me like 911 comes like 30% faster or something. For a landline? Yeah. That's why we bought it. Gonna go get a landline, I guess. Stupid, I know. Great. It's a a fear move, but you know, you can also be prepared. No, it's wise. Uh, So anyway, we have a, I I also call it the wake up phone Mm -hmm. because the ringer's on Mm -hmm. and nobody has their phone on when they're sleeping, but if you needed to wake me up, a couple people have the number. If someone called me on a landline at like three in the morning, I would. Yeah. Who's dead? Yeah. I just answered, I answered the phone, who's dead? And then I go, please take me off your list. Who's dead? <laughs> Hi, who's dead? No one? Okay. Um, but there is that sort of like when someone calls me, like I don't know why I was so – I always talk about my anxiety pooling places. People mm-hmm. that listen to this know know that already. But it's like my anxiety will just go to the conversation mm-hmm. I had with Billy Wayne Davis about ventriloquism. And I always picture it like Mercury and it just kind of pools there. Mm-hmm. And then – I, I read this article recently where they were like one of the things that happy people do and like uh, – yeah, just happy people do is at least they can identify their feelings. And that helps me. I go, mm-hmm. my anxiety for some reason has decided to pool here. Right. But it's strange when you look on the surface. You're like there's nothing to worry about yes. yet for some reason it wants to worry. So when the phone rings, I go, it's bad news. It's something weird. Yeah. I, my mind automatically goes to the worst possible scenario. <laughs> my friend didn't. My friend didn't show up to brunch yesterday, and I was certain he was dead. Yeah. I, I mean, he lost his phone. 
And my boyfriend was there with me. He was like, I guarantee he lost his phone. And yeah. I didn't hear from him for an hour and a half. And I was I was ready to start driving around to hospitals. It was, it was uh, raining. It's L.A. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the same way. But also, it's mostly after. I feel like I'm much more, like, in the moment, I'll say anything. Um, and I won't think about it too much. And I feel very comfortable yeah. um, in in a space with someone. I think that has everything to do with it. You know, I feel like, okay, maybe I'll slip up. Maybe I'll, maybe I won't say exactly what I mean exactly how I mean to say it but I'm here in this room this person can see that I mean well and they can tell that I you know I'm trying my intentions are good and we're like two two humans in yeah. zone. Um, and then I, after that's gone and I'm thinking about just the words that I said and I'm like oh my god how did how did how did they interpret that what do they think about what I was saying did you know did I offend them in some way well, um, you're stripping yeah. the humanity of it yes you're you're literally taking all the things that we can read mm-hmm. facial expressions yes body heat yes I'm sure on some level you can tell someone's heart is jacked up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. now it's just a printout. It's just a transcription, yeah. a cold thing on the screen. Yeah. I get incomplete. it. Incomplete. My incomplete. therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, whose book is available now, <laughs> he, um, he said something I love. He just goes, paranoid people are right. Mm-hmm. You worrying about your friend yeah. is correct. Yeah. But the thing that he goes, and he kind of uses interesting language sometimes. He goes, like, you can't be a bitch to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're you right. You choose how you react to it. That's, that's your only choice, But, really. like, we're kind of soaking in uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Like, solar flares is just is a, that what a, that is? a wonderful metaphor for uh, how my heart could stop or you could have a brain aneurysm. You yeah. could get hit by a bus. There could yeah. be an earthquake. earthquake. All of these things are true. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, yeah. how do we manage them? And yeah. I guess that's part of the elegance of life. Yeah. But at a certain point, it starts to, like, we can't – like, I don't like mm-hmm. – me, the me that's afraid to answer the phone. Sometimes. Precisely. Yeah, you only choose. You only choose how you can how you react to these things. I think I'm right. I mean, I think I'm kind of a, a fatalist. I kind of um, think and believe and expect the worst, and I mm. um, I don't always have a lot of faith that what should happen will happen. But at a certain point, I kind of had to ask myself, like, what? How am I then going to react to this? Because I feel like you go. You can go two ways. You can go in the like, well, life is meaningless, and. Uh, I'm miserable, and I, I guess I'll just kill myself. Direction, mm-hmm. and that's the inet- that's you just progress, 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 and eventually you get to oh. Well, if I you run myself. it out to it, you run it out to its eventual yeah. conclusion. It's there, or you can say, well, look at how fortunate I am that I'm here right now, and my response to that is just like wonder and giddy disbelief and and happiness and sort of right. reckless abandon. Right. And um, if you can tune into that yeah. frequency of yeah. how funny it is that anything's happening, yeah, then that's the direction that I'm. Tr- I try my best. To situate myself. Yeah. Um, I don't always succeed, um, but I try – I think just being aware – I'm choosing how I respond to this to this reality or, you know, this set of realities. And, and that's my only choice. And it's not productive to choose this way. I know how this way ends. Right, I know right. I know the end point of this. And maybe I'm right. And maybe someone who believed that would also be right, but it's not productive. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, that's what I mean. The guy that yeah. says I'm going to kill myself because it, yeah. uh, nothing matters – my therapist, I think, would say that that could be considered a valid yeah. thing, but we can't. That's kind yeah. of letting it get the best of you. Yeah, choose the way that serves you. Right. Choose the way that serves you. And sometimes it's it's harder. I want to be very clear. To... I don't think killing yourself is a good. No, no, if it's a terrible idea. Listening. Don't don't fucking do it. We're. I think yeah. we're both saying. Yeah. We find the yeah. way. We understand yes. the appeal to that dark path, but Absolutely. it's like we need to find paths that serve. I like it's us and others. Us. Find the way that serves you, and, and just lean hard in that direction. And think. Can find the jo- like Mike Mike Kaplan when he's a big uh, atheist when he did mm-hmm. this podcast he was like if this is all there is this is all there is yeah which means 
if this is all there is, that's kind of like sad, mm-hmm. I suppose. And then he goes, but then this is all there is. And that makes it yeah. the same idea twice yeah. makes it very precious. My my response to that is joy. My response to that is like excitement and right, joy. Right. And uh, I understand why some people's response to that might be despair. Despair. It's totally valid. But my response to that is is actually uh, more often than not, it is a joyous Have one. you taken I, – I hate to sound like a advertisement for psychedelics, but have you taken yes, psychedelics? I have. And um, did it help you get into that like – Look at this. Well, I read an article actually in the, in the New York Times recently about using um, psychedelic mushrooms uh, for to combat depression, and it has something like a fucking 88% success rate. Like it's crazy successful. Mushrooms are one of those funny things where it's like there was also something called DMSO, this mm. other chemical that was good for mm. arthritis and stuff, less yeah. sexy things than what mushrooms take care of. Arthritis. But they were like, yeah. So sexy. They're like, the problem, <laughs> the problem with it. Is they were like, we claimed that DMSO, mm. DMSO did too many things, and that's right. why it went away. Uh-huh. Um, I actually use DMSO on this weird thing I have on my hand. I don't know what DMSO is, but I it's just want a, to really. Oh, it's, it's literally just a chemical. It's like, mm. it's, it looks like uh, oil or something, like a liquid. Uh-huh. And I think they use it on horses and stuff. Oh, it's sort of like a, just like a balm. It literally, it's. Like a CBD balm almost. Yes, kind, kind of. of. I use yeah. it with CBD. Ah. I, so I put my Charlotte's Web. On that's a cute dog right there. I'm sorry to great? interrupt you, but I love dogs so much. No, please. That's Scout. <laughs> Scout I put on my the thing that I have on my palm, and then I mm. put DMSO because DMSO pushes whatever's on you into you. Oh, okay. Isn't that nuts? Wow, that is weird. Okay. So there's like a, a Dead Kennedy song, I think, about putting DMSO and LSD like in squirt guns and shooting cops and stuff. Oh, God. Because it would push it into dose you. Him. Yeah, yeah you dose some people with a squirt gun. I, I, I don't endorse that behavior. In this America, we have to say that sort of stuff. Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> I choose to ne- neither endorse nor uh, endorse. Um, no, uh, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, no, Wait, so I, you I have, have taken some I, have, I actually had a really um, life-altering moment. Um, I, I don't know if it counts as psychedelic per se, but I was on um, ecstasy. Oh, you were saying it, it helps uh, – it, sorry, it helps depression. Yeah. It also helps people cope with death. Yeah, there absolutely. It also helps people get off your, booze. Yeah, get, and just getting out of a rut in general. Um, and it's tricky. I have to be careful because um, – talking about drug stuff because my addiction runs in my family. It's like oh, okay. a pretty big uh, – part of my life um, and I, it's, it changes the way I think about drugs pretty substantially for sure knowing that you know um, it's kind of a roll of the dice situation and I, I got a pretty good deal and um, other people that I'm close to maybe not so much um, so um, you mean genetically speaking. genetically speaking yeah um, I understand I, yeah. I, I, so, I have those threats in my family too yeah so um you know, but at the same time, uh, I am the kind of person that I, I like to know what experiences are out there. And I was living at the time; I was living in a warehouse in Baltimore. It was like six or seven of us, and it was one of those like live work kind of spaces. Yeah, um, uh, wonderful, wonderful place to live. I lived Hamsterdam? in. Uh, it was not. It was cl- <laughs> although it was really, really close to um, Bodie's Corner. Oh, really? It was right around the corner from where they shot. Uh, well, I won't. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Um, but yeah, no. it's been a while. Yeah, I know. At this point, if you haven't seen yeah. it, like. Fuck you. Get, get, get the fuck together. Um, so, but I was, yeah, I was in this warehouse. Um, it was a, a performance, and they, my friends were um, musicians. They did sort of more like long form ambient music, and they, they threw this party, um, which was an overnight party, and people were encouraged to show up in their pajamas, and there would be uh, like 12 straight hours overnight of like beautiful ambient music, and people were encouraged to sleep, wow. or as you might not be surprised. Take to find drugs. out to take med drugs. So um, <laughs> uh, so I did, you know, because I lived there. And I was like, well, if it gets really bad, I'll just go into my room. I lived in a little box that was built into the space with a sliding barn door. Oh, my um, God. And it, so there's no windows, but I 
I'm, this is so. This is sounding really sad as I'm hearing it in my mind. I was, there are no windows, so I built a fake window. I like painted a window. Yeah. And I put like a little like a sunlight light yeah, there yeah, yeah. and some plants, and I like made myself a fake window, which is that's exactly so depressing. that just um, sounds like Manhattan. Right? Yeah, yeah, basically, I lived. Yeah, but except I paid like. That, Two percent of what someone would For pay sure. to live in a place like that. This is uh, wild, though. I've heard of yeah. other artists living in performance areas. It's, it was great. It was a big part of my life. I'm really glad I did it. I also live alone now, and I can't go back. There's no going back. No jingle of the keys. <sighs> love it. No jingle love of the it. keys. Fucking love it. Um, so I was in this weird box, in uh, and um, I took a bunch of ecstasy. And at the time, that was actually at the tail end of that year that I was telling you about, where I did too many shows. I lost my voice. I was really depressed. Uh, I was probably doing too many drugs. I was definitely drinking too much. Um, I was really unhealthy in general. Um, And just in a rut. And that was why I built myself a fake window. I was trying anything at that point. Um, And I took... took You want some MDMA? Well, I'm building my own window. (laughs) So, so yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I'll try anything. Anything. Just whatever. So I I popped Molly. Yeah, as they say, is that what they say? They do. I I don't know if they still isn't do. MD, MD, MDMA kind of is thing. Molly. Yes, and MDMA Molly is, is the active ingredient in, ex- in ecstasy. It's and, all the same. But ecstasy is Molly with like a stimulant. I thought per- perhaps like a little upper. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not an expert. Um, I'm not either. But yeah. I've heard sure, Molly yeah. is cleaner than yeah. ecstasy. I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck that shit was. Yeah. Someone told me it was Molly. Yeah. Could have been a Tylenol PM. Could have been anything. <laughs> it definitely wasn't a Tylenol PM, I can tell you that for sure. Um, so uh, you took you So took I took it, and Molly. I was in my house, and there was this beautiful music, and it started out to be this really fantastic uh, experience, and then it, it quickly, as, as want to happen, it quickly went south. Um, Molly can go south? Um, I mean, anything can go south, I sure. feel like. Um, and I started having... Uh, just really, really dark thoughts, and then there was this turning point moment. I remember it really. No, what, what was that like? So, I have to imagine on something like I've never taken yeah. Uh, Molly yeah. or ecstasy, but it's like you're in the thing and everything's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And in the strange mushroom experiences or whatever, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like the lights dim in a different yeah. way. It kind of you feel it though. It's like whoa. Yeah, I got it with weed where you're like absolutely. Uh-oh. Oh, I, more than more often than not, that's the problem. That's the problem, and you never know. But you know yeah. when it when it yeah. goes down, and yeah. then all of the training that mm-hmm. I've done, all of the reading mm-hmm. that I've done to prepare for saying yes to an mm-hmm. experience or like yeah, yeah. yielding or surrendering, yeah. suddenly doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You're like, uh oh. Yeah. Well, the highs are really high and the lows are really low, and yeah. it's really difficult to crawl back uh, from from the lows. In so where area. were you when it when it started so to turn? I was watching a performance. I was I was sprawled out with a bunch of other people in the space, beautiful <laughs> space, dim lights. It was just lovely. Um, and it started to turn. Sounds perfect. It was lovely. It, you know, it was a great. It was a really beautiful space. And I and I I'm I'm happy that Did I the had the band cover Alice Cooper's "Feed My Frankenstein." <laughs> <laughs> It's entirely possible to do like, a, a long form ambient uh, <laughs> in, inspired cover of, and then a Wayne's World two music. Yeah, no, that's that's. I mean, I can't say that they weren't. I, I don't know what was going through. But nothing triggered you. Nothing triggered me. It was just I was thinking about my life. I was thinking about a lot of the things we were talking about about um, just uh, you know how unhappy I was. I thought I you know I had been given everything that I thought that I wanted, and it and it wasn't right. Jim Carrey. Yeah, it wasn't right, and I and something, and I hadn't yet really uh, figured out why. I couldn't put See, my finger it on it. Sucks. This is why the movie up ends when he gets the house to yeah. the cliff. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that. That's yeah. when movies end. Yeah. We can't have him in the house Just going being like, all right, well, well, this is life now, I guess. What do I do with my shit? Yeah. 
Exactly. I literally mean yeah, my I shit. Can't. My actual shit. She ties my actual each human shit, shit to a balloon. Just like, hey. <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh, man. Send it to the ocean. That's a beautiful thought. But you, your movie continued, and here you are yeah. living in the house on the cliff, and you're like, I don't really like the house. And I don't, and I, yeah, and this is not what I imagine it would be. And, um, but I, or, so I was, I was starting to spiral, and then I had this thought, um, which was that, like, if you can get through this night in this place on this drug, like this drug that is like changing your perception to the extent that it is difficult to do regular things. Move. Then when you are not on this drug, you are unstoppable. Like if you can do this, you cannot be contained. Like your brain oh, is so able, strong. If you're able to navigate this insane yes, space. You can navigate anything. Imagine how easy it is to yes. do it straight. Yeah. And the next day I woke up and I That's a great epiphany. Was, I was just fucking I was so it was so amazing I was so different and it was a kind of epiphany I was really embarrassed to tell people about because it sucks to be like I took Molly and like it changed my life um, it's yeah. really it just doesn't sound I know very cool but I yeah. honestly did I mean it was um, I don't know I don't know if I've been that depressed since and that was many years ago and it, wow. and it you know I, I've read a bit about it since and, and I you know the drug was invented you know for therapeutic reasons I mean it was like used by people um uh, to help uh, with coping with uh, emotional difficulties, and like oh, wow. it was like a, a therapy drug, um, and so it's not so it's not such a crazy thought that it, it well, worked for me. But Tim, Tim, Timothy Leary, mm. uh, it's LSD. It's different. Yeah. But he says he learned more in his first acid trip than he did in 15 years of studying psychology. I've never had an experience like that, but there is yeah. something about opening up your brain's yeah. potential to yeah. going like to yeah. changing where you're standing. Mm-hmm. Like the perspective from which you yeah. interpret reality, you could take a sidestep right or left. Absolutely. And that sort of stuff makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I know what you mean. When Last yeah. time I took mushrooms, I was like, you know, you get that weird feeling where you're very long and the room is yeah. huge and yeah. the colors are very, very vivid and weird. And you're like, everything is kind of difficult, mm-hmm. but I, like yeah. your thing, I still managed. Yeah. I would go to the bathroom and you'd be like, I went to I the did. bathroom. Oh, man. I, I'd be like, you'd identify that you're hungry, you'd eat a sandwich. You're like, yeah. I am killing this. Yeah. So you're right. How much better then yeah. can we do when we're not on some sort of yeah. weird thing? And I haven't, honestly, I haven't done anything like that since. Like, I was so happy with where it left me. You got the call. I just didn't fucking feel the need. I, I still don't. I feel like... Wherever my brain is now, it's working for me a lot better than it was at the time. I yeah. don't really want to mess with it. Well, that's Alan Watts. I, I, I've yeah. said this last episode as well. Once you get the message, hang up the phone. Yeah, I got it. You don't need to keep going back. Yeah. And maybe I'll need it again someday. And sure. um, that's good. But um, uh, also about mush- mushrooms, the last time I took mushrooms, um, well, maybe it wasn't the last time, but it was one of the last times. And this is like just a goofy story for I goofy like stories. Story. But I have um, a ghost dick now because of uh, mushrooms. Still? Is, yeah, still. Um, sometimes. <laughs> I still, still do. I was in I was in Amsterdam, and I had I would previously been in not no not Amsterdam, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but the the sure. OG yeah, the Amsterdam. OG. Um, and I had been in Italy, and I bought like a um, pair of like spandex booty shorts with the Statue of David on them. You know, like the uh-huh. stone penis, in the yeah, front yeah, yeah. Of it, And you like you know wear them. And I was on mushrooms, and I wore those, and I just ran around and hallucinated that I had a dick for like. Six hours and it was oh the my best. God. I was laughing. Oh, did you love it? Like, ah, ah, it's fucking cool. It's crazy. It was great, and I still think about it a lot and just be like, man, it felt very real. It felt really? very real to me. Do you yeah. have a ghost wiener? Yeah, I have a ghost dick. But you couldn't touch it. You could touch the fabric. 
Yeah, but it was like it was like I don't understand it. It kind of came. They had weight to it, like in my. It felt real. You had like a. I don't actually know what it's like to have a real dick, so I don't know. Yeah. It didn't feel real. Maybe <laughs> I bet it, you could imagine. Yeah, it was it was fun to try. <laughs> it was fun to try, but that so yeah, like I had a really like wonderful life changing epiphany, and then I also like had, had, a, a, ghost had a ghost dick, dick for like I six love hours. It. it was great, but isn't that funny? I mean, not that men need. We were talking about having empathy for, or mm-hmm. I like saying, fuck your empathy. I want compassion. I want mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for the trans community, mm-hmm. certainly yeah. the people that we were talking about online could use some conversion moments. Absolutely. Men yeah, don't need that. But you did have that sort of like, this is what it's like to have a dick. How yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, this is wild. I love this. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's weird <laughs> as fuck. I'm sure it's really, really weird. I think about it a lot, actually, because of that experience. I think about it all the time. Like, how would I carry myself right. differently? I mean, it's, I guess it's sort of the same thing as, like, what if I didn't have these giant uh, boobs strapped to my chest all the time? Like, right. how would I move through the world? Different realities. Um, yeah, different realities. But anyway, also, that's vag- neither here nor there. Vaginas um, are just, no picnic. <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. Not even in the slightest. Um, I just think it's so funny that the that women are the way that we frame them in society mm. uh, as being uh, certainly frail or petite or gentle. And then also very clean. It's always like women and flowers because flowers are the version of vaginas. <laughs> no idea what the fuck you're talking. That never. About. You don't think I do? You don't, I get. Yeah, no, I see. What you're like saying, picture yeah. a Playboy playmate yeah. laying down. She's probably surrounded by uh, rose yeah. petals. Or yeah, something. totally. These no, are yeah. feminine. You just mean sort of like in the as the as far as archetypes go and the yeah, yeah a Dove yeah. beauty yeah. bar commercial. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But then I'm like, that woman also bleeds five yeah. days a yeah. month. Yeah. That's th- nothing about that speaks to me. I feel <laughs> like that's the thing. I, I feel like I don't know how to be that way and I never have and I've be always way, felt, girly in way? yeah I don't have like a lot of the skills that I feel like a lot of women I know just sort of innately have which maybe they don't maybe maybe they feel the same way that I do it's very very likely I would say mm. but I, I just feel like I'm constantly I just don't know what to do with my body and I <laughs> I'm always moving through the world feeling inadequate and I just don't like my my really? physicality is really uncomfortable for me um and you know, I feel like this is Act One, and then you take like some sort of dance class, and you're like, I don't know what my me, problem. Yeah, was. I could use it. I could but do you envy that? I mean, I think I for a long time I envied, and the same way I was talking about like sort of androgenizing like my the sound of my work. I like wanted to like Im- I wanted to inhabit a more um, uh, a more androgynous form physically, or just no form. I don't know. Like it's just. It's just weird having See, a female gonna, body in the world. I'm going to force spiritualize this, which is hit, hit a me. specialty of mine. Yeah. It's preposterous to be in anybody. That's it's the so feeling. Weird. The feeling, uh, like, we all love the feeling of being liberated and mm. being free and being limitless and all that stuff. Mm. But we're all starting from a place, at least I feel, not, not stuck sounds so negative, like mm-hmm. a judgment, but I am encased in this. Right. So yeah, no, no, I know it's the weirdest thing in the world. Uh, so I just go around and I act. Like, you look in the mirror and you go, oh, I'm a tall man. Yeah. Okay. And then you kind of – that influences your behavior. It influences mm-hmm. how people behave. But you and I both know that you're – who you are, even if it isn't uh, metaphysical, mm-hmm. who you are is is the inside. And we absolutely. all say that and we all kind of think we understand that. But really. Yeah, but truly. Absolutely. But really. Everyone's kind of stuck yeah. in their time, yeah. in their culture, in their socialization. Things you don't choose. The, all these things. Yeah. This supreme conditioning. And then on top of that, yeah. you're inside of a, a physical form where you're like, 
oh, I have one giant arm mm-hmm. and one more traditional size arm, then that shapes your, what yeah. a joke. Yeah, You're, that's, that's, It's like the yeah. Stephen Hawking thing. Yeah. It's like, you think I'm my body, yeah. you fucking children? Yeah, yeah. But that's, but yeah. big arm guy gets pegged as the big arm guy. Yeah, I wrote a song about. I mean, the song "The Joke" in a lot of ways is. Is like, that what this about is about? That um, really? Yeah, um, but I what mean, is the cosmic joke? Yeah, that's a very good question. That's what the song in and of itself is about. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the other part of it though that's tricky, and, and I, I'm 100 percent on board with that. Except then I also have to wonder how much of my personality, who I think that I am. And who I think that I, you know, on the inside mm-hmm. is shaped by how I'm trying to shape other people's perceptions of me based on just the way that I look. I don't know if I would be the way that I am if I didn't look like this. I completely know what you mean. I have no idea. It's so crazy. And I know. Uh, Bill Maher looks snarky. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's just like, people Aww. seem to respond when I... Or like resting bitch smart- face or whatever. For you want. sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But that's why I, I feel like people that look aggressive, mm. people are more... Yeah tense around them and they're, yeah. then they're like oh I guess I'll be more aggressive yeah. I don't know which comes first but the other thing like for example like you know I spent so much of my life touring and touring is very uh, dom- male dominant male dominated field yeah I've spent a lot of time being the only lady in a room um, you may have noticed I'm like a pretty uh, I drop a lot of profanity um, uh, I maybe I've reined it in a little bit but I'm uh, I could be pretty fucking filthy yeah um, I think a lot of those affectations I mean I think of that as like my personality but like it's also an affectation that I developed. It was conditioning. Yeah, to and also to just sort of like I'm the only woman in a room full of dudes. Like I need to show them, or like be a part of this, or show them that I'm one of them. And I've I've adopted that for so long, and so for so much of my life that all of a sudden it's I think it's me. But is it me, or is it right. just because I look like this? Right. Maybe if I were just a dude, like a like a lightly bearded white dude, you know, moving through the world, yeah, I would be shy, or maybe I would be quiet, or maybe I'd be reserved, or maybe I wouldn't drop so many f bombs, right? Uh, or, you know, I don't well, know. What if what if both of us were little old ladies? How quickly would we start acting like little old ladies? <laughs> yeah, no, and I plan on. I mean, I guess I also love when I see a little old lady that just doesn't give a fuck about anything, and I look For forward sure. to to being that way at some point in my life if I make it that long, but. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I just don't know. I, I, I agree with you that like who I feel, tra- I feel in my body, I feel like a thing in a body. Yeah. I feel in some ways like trapped and confined by it. But at the same time, I have no idea how much of who I think that I am is defined by that body. Yeah. Ramdas. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm down. <laughs> he talks a lot about, okay, let's, let's say we are souls mm-hmm. or awareness or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. We are our true selves. Mm-hmm. This kind of, limitless potential thing mm-hmm. and then it takes a, a body like a spacesuit, mm-hmm. and that all makes sense okay so I'm in the soul is now in the spacesuit, right and then he goes then you have your software and your software includes your personality mm-hmm. your DNA mm-hmm. and your socialization like the time you're born the parents you're born with the mm-hmm. people that you talk to mm-hmm. you're always kind of amending and adding to your software you're you're constantly doing like apple yeah. these software updates you're updating, yeah. that you don't even read the thing yeah. for cuz you're just kind of like changing <laughs> sure this is what happens yeah we do this the soul isn't changing but the the software of the suit that you're in is changing uh-huh. but kind of like What's the difference? I mean, mm-hmm. the soul can watch that happening, and that's that sort of perspective. But yeah. what's the difference? It's happening to you. That's yeah. who. That's kind of who you seem to be. This go around, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I. Uh, I this is okay. This is gonna. Any if any of my friends actually make it this far, they're gonna laugh at me. But um, <laughs> uh, do you ever have you ever heard of or do you? Um, 
uh, do you fucks with uh, the Enneagram? It's a oh yeah, Richard Rohr. Yeah, you know about the Enneagram. Okay, cool. I ha- he told me I'm a seven, but other people are like, you're a nine. Mm, I don't like, think you. I, I don't know. I mean, oh, are you familiar with it? I am super familiar with it. I really like it. Oh. Um, am I a seven? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. No one can tell you what. <laughs> oh, okay. you, the thing about the Enneagram. Uh, how do you take it? I'm sorry to stop here's you. How I, take I just it. don't know how you take it. Well, I for me, it was just a matter of reading. I was reading the types. Yeah. And I hit the one that I am. Yeah. And it was. So frighteningly accurate. It it was my my response to it initially was anger because I <laughs> was so mad yeah. that that it was it was stuff that I wasn't even comfortable admitting to myself. Mm. And um, but I think the reason I like it is I think it's um, it's sort of inherently designed to be like really malleable, like people are. Mm. And it's it's not like you are this. It's like here are your tendencies. Everyone's got tendencies. Um, and when you're healthy, you you know it goes in this direction. When you're unhealthy, it manifests like this. Oh, wow. um, and then the idea is that you know you resist you those tendencies are sort of like your cross to bear. Not that it's like you embrace them, but you have to constantly be fighting against them. Right. Um, I remember this is my software. Yeah, that this is my programming. This is These my are my tendencies. Software. And then you know this, and then I'm, it, for me, just the awareness of that has totally changed the way I think about. And move through the world. Well, it can also detach you from identifying with your tendencies. Yes, which is you know what I mean. So important. You're like I'm a th- I'm like water passing mm-hmm. through a river, mm-hmm. and the rocks are the tendency. Right. Exactly. But I'm not the rocks. I'm the water. Yes. And exactly. And so what I love about it so much is, and I actually have an enneagram coach um, in North Carolina who's I guess a therapist, but she sort of specializes in this Leans sort of thing towards the yeah. gram. Yeah. He uses it as a tool. And I really love it um, for that reason. Um, so you didn't take but, a test. No, no. I mean, you can. You can yeah. take the test. But for me, I think, you know, you can only really type yourself in that, like, you read – the idea is that you read it and you're like, oh, unquestionably that is – that is me. Uh-huh. Um, and I wouldn't – you know, I mean, you can you can speculate. Like, I'd love doing that. I love being like, oh, yeah, it seems like a three. <laughs> um, but like – My dad's such a two. Oh, my God. I'm a two. What is two? Do you mind? Two, not at all. Um, two is um, – it's called the, the healer or the helper. Um, uh, and uh, it encapsulates some of my most people pleasy aspects. Oh, wow. I wonder um, if Val's a two. She's mad like that. Um, yeah. I. So here's one thing. Here's Can the I thing. just say Val is always giving people what they want? Yes. Me not, too. not in a me bad me or grotesque or over-the-top yeah. way. But she'll be with my parents, for example. And my parents are always sending up these flares. Mm-hmm. Tell me this. Affirm mm-hmm. this. Notice this. Yep. And she just she does. She sees it and is able to do it. And I can't stomach it. I'm like, I know you want me to say this, but for some reason I'm not going to do it. Do it yeah. And Val is just like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Your own rhubarb, you say. And it's not even phony. <laughs> that's she's, me. She's just kind of like step. a sunflower. Yeah. She's just like, okay. Yeah. Here's the thing that really fucking got me when I read it. Because, um, yeah. yes, that is me. That is my style. Healer, helper. Healer, helper. Um, um, people pleasing. Yes, very people pleasing. Not always for the best. But here's the thing that, that really upset me when I hit upon it and then I immediately knew it was true mm. is that it's the concept of um, taking through giving. So someone who is a two often um, has a really hard time for asking what they need. And instead of directly being like, here is what I want from you or here are my needs, uh, here is how I'd like to get them met, they instead just give what they want to someone else in the hope that – they will get it in return mm. without having to ask for it. Buddy, um, I, again, I want – this isn't <laughs> Valerie's podcast. She's not, she's not <laughs> here you. to – Like never met this person. Yeah, yeah. No, I, but she's I, not yeah, here yeah. to speak for herself yes, and she'll, yes. she'll probably listen to this. Yeah. So uh, she knows this is completely Hi, sorry. in love. You might be a two. <laughs> Hi, sorry. Um. Um, but it just – I've – 
as whatever I am, mm-hmm. potentially the boyfriend of a two, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm now curious. Mm-hmm. I'll notice sometimes Val will suggest something for me. Mm-hmm. I guess the most cliche, uh, last night she started rubbing my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And then I just instinctively took her hand and started yeah. rubbing it. It wasn't yeah. it, because she, she's, so, she's so polite yeah. and sweet uh-huh. that – uh, you know, we're close enough that she could say, will you please rub my hand? Sure. But more but, likely, she'll but rub my tendency. hand. It's my tendency yeah. to not. I mean, but that's the thing. I'm trying to correct that. I'm trying to get more comfortable with being like, because, you know, it, it's it's what it comes down to is then I start manipulating people. And uh, I don't want to be that way. Yeah. It doesn't always manifest in ways that are good. Okay. It can, but it doesn't always. And Tell so, me what that means. It means that. If you're not aware, if I, I'll just, we don't need to make it about me. If I'm not aware that I'm uh, not getting my needs met either by myself or by someone else, um, I will unintentionally ma- try and manipulate the people around me because I am good at reading people and I'm good at telling ah, people what they want to do. Hours for their, yeah, to danger. get yeah. it's a selfish thing. It's yeah. a, it ends up being selfish, but the idea is that you don't want to be seen as being selfish. Your your identity is rooted in being seen as as giving and mm. good, mm. Um, and giving and good people they give. They don't they don't ask for anything. But mm. you're still a person. You still have needs, mm-hmm. um, and it's obviously much better and much healthier to learn how to accept that that about yourself and and uh, get those needs met either by yourself or by others in a, a way that doesn't involve like unintentional emotional manipulation right um, like leaving little clues out yeah and just getting pissed off when people don't pick up on whatever it is you you know like yeah because my mother for example mm-hmm. i think is waiting for us to pick up on hints that no yeah. one can decipher yeah least of which my father yeah it's the worst. my I dad mean, has no idea how to speak mom yeah so yeah. to me i'm like oh mom is asking mm-hmm. mom's bored she wants to go on a weekend yeah. trip and my dad doesn't hear any of it. You yeah. Know? He's just like. And if you're the kind of person chicken. that is not, that you need someone to not only like give you what you're looking for, but also anticipate that without you asking for it. Yeah. And you're just like stewing in resentment. And it's just like a whole, it's a whole mess. I can, a whole oh, thing. wow. Um, so I don't know. That was really helpful to me because I, I, that was a tendency that I have had. And I, I, I immediately was like, oh, Well, fuck, how do you work on me. it? Do you say, Jen, yeah. you're doing it. Awareness, you ask yeah. for what you want. Awareness. Hundred yeah. percent. Yes, absolutely. So now you're okay going like I don't want to eat Thai food. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like it's still something that I have to try. It doesn't feel good yeah. for me. Like yeah, like ex- for example, in a group situation, a bunch of people are like, "Oh, we want to do this," and I don't want to. It is a. It is really tough for me to be like. Actually, I don't really want to do that. My my. And my, my main impulse is to be like, sure, whatever you guys want to do is fine with me. Yeah, like, that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's fine, but sometimes it's, it, you know, you need to be able to stand up for yourself a little bit more and not be steamrolled. Right. Um, wow. I, I think know. everybody can relate to that yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's not, it's, there's, and there's also like the whole, all the Enneagram shit's like a lot more complex than I'm doing uh, a good job of explaining right now. But um, I've had it recommended to me so many it's times. Wonderful. And every time it sounds so interesting. I, I love don't know it. why I don't should do have it. Brought, I should have brought the book. I, I, I didn't think of it. But Do you like which one? Um, it's I, not Richard Rohr. Is it? Rich, uh, Richie Rohr loves it. Um, it's by a. Uh, it's Riso Hudson is like the, the last names of the two dudes who wrote the book. I'll, I'll find it and, and I'll send it to you. What's the last name? Um, uh, Riso, R-I-S-O, and then Hudson. And any if you do that in Enneagram, which is E-N-N-E-A-Gram, um, you'll probably find. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just great. Yeah, Wisdom of the Enneagram. Wait, wait. Wisdom of the Enneagram. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's it's helpful. It's been helpful for me, um, and it, it the the reason why I initially sought out 
a therapist in particular who was had background in it because you know like the whole the portion of getting to know your therapist like introducing everyone in, in your life to them it's just it's such an incredible amount of background you know it's, wait i don't understand you introduce people to well, like when you get when you meet a new therapist for the first oh, time yeah. mm-hmm. and you're just like okay now i have to tell you about everyone my, my mom is like this and my dad is like this and like takes fucking forever instead the first time i met her i was just like well, my mom's a seven, and she was like, "Okay," and it was like this back, it was an immediate like uh, background information yeah. about tendencies and yeah. like type stuff, and it it, it kind of allows you to like skip the line a little bit. Oh wow, that's fun. cool. Um, but um, but yeah, I find it really really helpful, and like I think I have I have aspects of both of my parents. Um, nine is actually like the the avoidant type. Okay, maybe like, you didn't think I was. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I would if I had. Up? I don't know you at all. Obviously, we've been talking for a while, but like. Um, I, if I had to peg you just right now, if like yeah. someone put, put a gun to my head and it was like, what, I would say you're either three, <laughs> the, the weirdest gun, three. What is Pete on the Enneagram? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. Why? Which Why do you one's care? three? Um, well, three. now this is just indulgent for me. No, no. I mean, okay. either three or I could see seven too because seven is the enthusiast. So seven is seven is just someone that really wants to like experience all that life life has to offer. And it's like, yeah, fuck, it's boring. Um, I don't feel very. Enthusiastic. That's me when I'm at my best. <laughs> I, I really feel like uh, what. We were just watching the Carrie Fisher documentary mm-hmm. on HBO, and I I don't think I'm manic depressive, but I anyone who knows me well, a moody. Well, it's not moody because I don't have the corresponding super lows at right. least that anyone can really tell. Right. My super lows, everybody knows. I'll I'll draw the blinds and watch movies and mm-hmm. sometimes drink alone and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I don't really. Say that. Nice. It's great. It I love great. it. And yeah. the next day I'm like, I'm back. Yeah. I feel great. It's a kind of sad that like it's almost like fun. Oh, it's like fun a snow sad. day. It's not actually depressed. It's like Yeah, fun. yeah. yeah it's like, I'm, I'm not I'm not wallowing. Yeah. I'm not like everything's yeah. meaningless. I never get there. Yeah. But I do get I have to tell Valerie sometimes I'm like, sorry, I'm I'm This is a sad this day. is mania. No, I have to more likely say <laughs> this is mania. Oh, this is a day where I just have to like work and run around and And I will Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's a nightmare. Although I check with her all the time, I'm like, "Is this a nightmare?" But I'll like. Start Do you have to nightmares that you think everything. are real? Nightmares? Do you have like dreams that you can't tell the difference between dreams and reality in your dreams? Uh, my dreams are always very convincing. I'm always pretty. I'm always embarrassed that I can't tell they're not real. But yeah, do you ever like you have to check in your real life? You have to check and see if you're dreaming. It sounded like what's that? That was what you were saying. Oh no, I was saying, is this a nightmare for her? Oh, oh okay. To have to deal. I thought with you were me. actually being like, am I in a nightmare? If I'm in a no, no, no. <laughs> if I'm in a manic state and you watch a yeah. movie with me, for example, mm-hmm. I the way and this isn't every movie. This is every tenth movie. Mm-hmm. I will pause it and tell you how. The entire universe is about what we just saw. Yeah. Like that scene yeah. is creation mm-hmm. and the void talking to Dude, itself. I hear you. And then Val will be like, okay. okay and then I'll just go, movie. yeah. Or she's, she's so sweet. She's a two. We just call her you a two. You already know. Sure. She's just, she'll listen to me. And, but I go, I've gotten better at going, I'm, I just say I'm being manic. That might not be the appropriate use of the word. But what I mean mm-hmm. is, I'm in a state of mania. Where everything seems so clear to me, mm-hmm. but I'm lucky that I don't have the corresponding nothing Super makes low sense. Lows, yeah, I just kind of have the flare ups yeah. of the high. I think also that's like the creative spirit in general. I'm in the same way. Is that right? Like when I am like really dialed in or turned on or like in in that zone, like I totally go off on some crazy shit. I'm right, um, and it, and it. I think that's the only thing that actually gets me to finish anything. I don't ever finish anything unless but I'm in that zone. That. That is one of my biggest uh, – I hate to 
call it a lesson, but it's a, a great lesson that I've learned, is you make the plans mm-hmm. when you're up. And you follow through with them when you're I down. was just thinking about that on the way over here. On the way over here, in the car, to get here, I was just like, man, I agreed to this when I felt really good about myself. Yeah. And now I'm like, nobody cares about Jen, anything that's I have to me say. All I am not interesting. The time. And the day yeah. before, I look at what yeah. up Pete planned yeah. for regular Pete. And that's the thing. I, I, I know now. Like the day I emailed you or whatever it was, I know that that day I was just like, I need to fucking get some shit on the books today. Yeah. While I'm feeling, I need yeah. to. Reach out to my booking agent. Tell him to find me some tours. Like I, right. need, to, I need to get it going now because this is not going to last. Yeah, and you then see tomorrow like a I'm going to be like, fuel. nobody cares. We nobody can... cares about me, and I right, I'm, and I'm nothing, and and I should just. But it's the one day you get to drive the Porsche. Absolutely, and you drive it. Yeah. And if you're driving the yeah. Porsche, go I'm get un- groceries. I'm fucking unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, no, and that that is another great lesson too that I've um, really it's been super helpful in the past few years of. Knowing when when that's your time, and then putting everything else aside, and like when I'm in that zone, sitting down and working on music, then not yeah. being like, okay, well, I'll write, I'll finish my email, and then I'll like when I'm done with my work, I'll, yeah. I'll go. No, right, fucking now. Right I can't now. believe that's another lesson. Mm-hmm. God, I guess yeah, it acts, it's all lessons maxim that mm-hmm. I have, which is if you kind of feel like working, mm-hmm. that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Get it doesn't get into like a, yeah. we need to work. It's yeah. just like that inkling that you could stop emailing and write a song is yeah. as good as it get gets. Get the fuck in there and do, and it, right do it right now. Right now yeah. I have a desk that I built, not like the whole desk, but I, I sort of built in my house. It just has letters build on windows, it. And it build windows, build windows. It says just in giant letters, just shut up and do it. Yeah. And on the desk, like right where all my work stuff is. Well, um, Val is doing the artist's way right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm from well familiar with that. Which uh, is super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I, is she doing her pages? She's doing her pages, cool. which is great because I write in the morning and mm-hmm. now we're like a cute uh, like Woody Allen oh, so cute. That's really sweet. <laughs> movie. Getting up and uh, writing together. Which is great. That's adorable. Because sometimes you can feel like, I'm sorry, mm. I'm writing. Mm, hey, yeah. Sorry. You can't hang out right now. That's Big part I feel, of why I moved out of Baltimore, to be honest with you. Why is that? Is uh, people pleaser here. Yeah. Um, typical, yeah, too. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, no, big time. I'm def- <laughs> definitely typical, too. But yeah, so the terrible like, twos. In order to give myself anything, I would first have to say no to a bunch of people, and I'm really bad at saying no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Baltimore, I l- live most of my life there. All, m- the vast majority of my friends are there, my family's there. Cool. Events, I mean, great shows. There's always so much interesting stuff happening there all the time that in order to give myself the space and the time I needed to make anything, mm. I would have to say no to all of these people and all these things first. Mm. And I just couldn't do it. I just wasn't – I knew I was selling myself short. I knew I wasn't giving myself the time and space Henry David Thoreau, big what, two. What? You think? <laughs> yeah, classic a, two. He might be, actually. I don't two. know. But the guy that builds the cabin that yeah. goes like, I'm sorry. Yeah. He was probably some sort of people pleaser in yeah. some way. And I feel fucking awful about it. Even though I know that my guilt is unwarranted, I feel awful about it because I feel, you know, I'm, mostly it's me missing people. Like, I want to give the people I love and care about my time and my presence. I yeah. really do. But I know that if I want to accomplish the things I want to accomplish, I, I need to be alone. And yeah. so... um yeah, I think it's. This is why we invented money and bosses and offices. It really is. I, I'm often struck with like I woke up with no problem to come and do this podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to write something right now, and it's like, why don't you set the alarm for nine? It's not even that late. Yeah, set it for nine any... and get up and have that mm-hmm. quiet in the morning. And the challenge that I'm always putting to myself is, I'm like, come on, be 
better than the Pete that would need a boss to tell him to do that. Right. Parent yeah. yourself. Absolutely. But guess what? Really hard. That's that's a really tough. <laughs> no, it is. It has been the struggle of my life. I yeah. mean, I've I've tried. You know, I've gotten jobs that I didn't technically really even need. Yeah. Um, just to have the structure. Yeah. Because, and it's the the hardest thing too is because you know tour. Are they in at noon? Those sons of yeah. bitches. Shit, I we have five minutes. minutes. Oh no, really? Uh, oh, it's okay. Uh, we always do. That's uh, isn't that Ben yeah. Acker? Yeah. Blacker. Come the fuck right off. No, don't do that. I don't know who that is, but I don't know. do that. We don't were do just getting in that. Well, we've been okay. in that sweet spot for a yeah. while. But we I know. Got, I mean, we, finish your thought. I ramble, I ramble. Um, like, I, I already said I don't, I don't even remember what my thought was. But um, but no, um, I giving myself the space and the time that I need to be yeah. um, alone it's, is tough. And, I, and it's so hard to say no. And well, that's feel, the trick yeah, is I so. want to be with Valerie. It, yeah. It's not that I'm like – Yeah, oh. of course. you want. I want to do all the cool stuff. I want She's to see my friends. She's not hanging on me like a barrel full of monkeys. No, it's something you want. I it's wanna, something enjoyable. I'd rather – But the feeling of knowing <laughs> that you're not giving yourself the t- – Like, you know, I mean, that's something that I, was haunting me for a long time before I left. What does your desk um, say? It says shut up and do it. Shut up and do it. And that's don't talk a, about doing it. Just shut, fucking shut up and do it. Is there anything worse than talking about doing it? Yeah, no. I mean, we've t- <laughs> certainly done it a lot today. I know. But we can have our little uh, allotted <laughs> it's times. It's fine. We have to talk about God real fast. Yeah, real fast. What do you think it's all about? Um, well, you know, uh, <laughs> in three minutes or less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no prep. ten minutes. No, I'm teasing. Um, you know, like we were saying before, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty um, – I think I'm a pretty hyper-rational, pretty uh, existential, secular person who believes in magic for any kind of <laughs> oh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I yeah, thought no, you were I like, who believes in... I contain in... multitudes, dog. Okay, um, I love it. No, uh, um, I think, you know, I think a lot about what belie- like belief, the idea of belief. Um, and I decided a long time ago that it doesn't really matter if something is real. Mm. Uh, for it to have a real effect on my life. Mm. Um, and so I do, I mean, I consider myself to be um, secular, atheist, uh, into, you know, science and reason and all those good things. Um, but I, I really love being open to the possibilities of the unknown, mm-hmm. um, of things that I don't understand and that we don't understand. Um, I'm down with it all. I'm open to it. I'm literally holding a power crystal in my hand oh, as shit. we speak um, right now. This is a pretty dope crystal. Um, I don't fucking know anything. About, I don't know. I mean, I just like it. I just, beats. Oh yeah, there we go. Cheers. I mean, it Cheers. just it just is it just is good here. Cheers. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't care. And like people, I mean, people ask me about for the, for example the enneagram. Like a lot of people, a certain type of person, their response to it is like, but is it real? Right. And my response to it is, who fucking cares? Right. I don't care. Right. It it's real to me. Like it it it, it helps me to think about things in a way that, that serves me and that makes me feel like I understand <laughs> myself and other people better. Yeah. So I don't I mean that's as that's as real as it gets. Relative real. Yeah. Relative real. Ramdas always says relative reality. Relative reality. Because it's real. It's, it's all relative. It's relatively reality. real. He, For sure. He I think that was one of his big breakthroughs on psychedelics was everything is true depending on where you're looking at it mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. And we could even say like a story that isn't true is true if you're looking at it from say the emotional perspective. Right. You go that made me feel a certain mm-hmm. thing and therefore it's a type of true. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about this. We don't want that type of truth employed when someone's about to do surgery or build a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh but we do need that sort of mm-hmm. Uh, murky magic place Absolutely. for other other needs, yeah. other human needs. Yeah. And my my whole livelihood and my life and my my what I consider to be my my purpose uh, revolves around believing in that shit. Because I I mean 
I'm about as rational and grounded as it comes. But at the same time, I have had the moment. I have the moment all the time of having a song just appear. And and really, honestly, I cannot fucking explain it for the life of me. I listen to my old stuff all the time and I'm like, what? Where? Where that does it come yeah, from? I, I know that's bizarre. It's but a magical feeling. It's not. There's nothing like it. I mean, I just I don't it's embarrassing understand. To admit that I've it's done that, it's su- I mean, I do it too. Everyone we have Alexa it. now, so I went, Alexa, play Pete Holmes. Alexa! It, it played this old bit of mine, and I was like... You told it to play you? I wanted to see if it would that's do wonderful. it. That's wonderful. And it yeah. did. It did. And I was like... And you're like, Alexa, do you know that's me? <laughs> Alexa, do you like it? Did you like it, Alexa? So far, think? there's no AI that can continue your first question and incorporate it into your second question. Yeah. So no. If you said, do you but know it, that's me? It's it would coming. go, yes, I know it's you. Sure. Who else would it be? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's coming, though. So anyway, I know. I think creative people are at an advantage to appreciate towards appreciating magic mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Uh, because they know the feeling of uh, being a radio, oh, of yeah. feeling something picked up by your antenna. I have no explanation for it. I um, I can only put myself in a position to maybe receive it. It happens very rarely. And you just fucking do but it. But it is fucking crazy when yeah. it happens. Yeah. And I scream and I run around my house like a crazy person and yeah. I, I listen to that song and nothing else for 24 hours straight and yeah. I just... It's I can't explain it. I, yeah. I don't. I, and you know I've well, had it happen. Where, Liz Gilbert would say you you yeah. picked the idea from yeah. the from the ether and you brought it into yeah. reality, and that is life. That's yeah. that flow. That's that goodness. And I don't even necessarily know if I believe that that's possible, but and yet it still happens to me, which makes me feel like it must be right. It must be real. I don't know. It's it's just a wild feeling, and so. I, I feel like those two things are always rubbing up against each other in my brain all the time. I, that was um, also something in that Werner Herzog thing where they were like talking about telepathy in the most unlikely mm-hmm. place where they're like thoughts already travel a couple millimeters like a tiny tiny distance in mm-hmm. your brain they go from this part to this yeah. part so they're like thoughts are traveling yeah, they're and they're like in the future your thoughts will travel from your brain to your phone or oh, from God. your brain to your TV or from your brain you just need to figure out how to make them travel a little bit farther into things the, outside of our bodies yeah exactly well that, that, that's them. what blew my mind I was like yeah. they're already moving yeah. a little bit it's totally within the realm of, <laughs> of, the, of the possible I would say but that's a great example I think of these guys sitting in front of an MRI or maybe mm-hmm. it was a CT scan I'm not mm-hmm. sure but they're talking about materialist mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and also going like but look there's magic like yeah. in a real way not yeah, in yeah. a faith way yeah and I and I, I I can't explain it, and I've I've experienced it, and that's the only justification I have for it. Yeah, you've With, had a penis before. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a ghost. I have a ghost dong right now. Ghost. Does it show? That sounds like it makes just flashback appearances. Just occasionally. Really? But not, I think I kind of force it though, because it's it's it. a fun memory that I have in my mind. I have things like that in my house yeah. that I tripped out on. And yeah, I was and like, it's remember like, remember when maybe, that was? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I see you. Yeah, they do help you feel reverent. Yeah. Towards a lamp. It's a lovely thing. You're like, I have a cup of a, a water lamp. cup that I'm like, we've been through we've some We've been through some stuff. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was just cup. writing about it. I was like, the first time I took mushrooms, you find yourself apologizing to the sky. Like, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how you beautiful were you were like, all along. I've blown it. I, I should be looking at you all day. Yeah. So what about uh, dead? You're over? Who? You think oh, dead over. Right. Over? Yeah. No, no. Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. But at the same time, I like to I like to continue to be open. I mean, I kind of hope so, to be honest with you. I understand. Because reincarnation terrifies me. I do not want to come back. Yeah. I don't. I feel... Which I is know. funny. If reincarnation is real, you already have tens of thousands of yeah. times. And you will... I actually went to a f- uh, this fucking 
uh, soul spirit energy reader lady uh-huh. a few years ago, uh-huh. and um, just just to see what would happen. Um, and she basically she sat me in a chair, and for thirty minutes she wrote on a pad of paper while I sat there. She, I didn't say a word to her. She, I just sat in the room and she just wrote, 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 wrote on a piece of paper, and then she read it to me. And a lot of it was about my past lives, and it was fucking crazy. I really? mean. I I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go all in on being like I bought it 100. percent I uh, have lived a thousand lives in the past, um, but I will say that I didn't speak a word to this woman, and she, there were some things in there that were uh, pretty dead on, really, um, and pretty interesting. And then again, the whole thing about is it real? Who cares? Um, I think about it all the time. I think Isn't about the things that reality? she told me yeah, all the time. Yeah, she yeah. told me that I when in one of my lives I was. Um, Native American healer with long white hair that sang to people um, and in like the, on the co- I don't know it was just like it's yeah. probably bullshit but yeah. whatever who cares it makes me feel <laughs> like I have I do like my purpose at is least real she wasn't like ways. you were Cleopatra I mean I no, think that is the uh, no she did stereotype. Not. when you're like just oh yeah I you was, were Jesse James sure yeah me and like oh. 150,000 oh. other people. Yeah. Live today. I know a guy who was also just a yeah, No, it's crazy. <laughs> but you, so it's fun. You're you're playing yeah. with it. I just like to play with it um, because you know these things stick and they take hold in ways you can't necessarily anticipate. Yeah. And um, you know, I trust my intuition. I have I've had this intuition. I mean, the Isn't intuition that, that spoke to me. It's like one of the last remaining subtle arts. Is I fucking love it. I had an intuition. That voice, no one goes like. Weirdo. Yeah. I mean, I listen to it. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, it's honestly, I've listened to it so many times and it's never really led me astray. I listened to my intuition, that voice, whatever it is, um, when it told me to drop out of school and start being in this band. Mm. And it, on paper, it looked like the worst idea. And, you know, and I felt horrible about it because, like I said, my family really um, went through a lot to put me um, in a position to be in school in the first place and mm-hmm. then just throw it away. Mm. But, I mean, when I listen, I've listened to that voice so many times and it has never. It's always worked out. It's always been the right thing to do. Mm. Um, and it, it always involves a fair amount of risk. I mean, it, I, I did it when I moved to um, North Carolina. I, you know, there's a lot of things that I've done that um, have seemed really risky on paper and mm. have always really paid off. And, um, you know, I, I believe in trusting it. And I think um, the fact that I'm able to trust it has been a big part of um, why I'm also able to dial into whatever creative energy that I mm. am able to um, and make things, you know? it's. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know what any of it is, but I know it's all connected in there. And I think if I stop listening to it, the saddest I've ever been in my life was when I stopped listening to it because mm. it was telling me something that I didn't want to hear and I, and I wasn't listening and I just couldn't deal. Like break up with somebody or something? No, it was really that time when I was like, on paper you have everything you want, but you're miserable. Mm. Um, and... Uh, that was the time where I was just like, I can't, I'm not, not going to pull the plug on this. This is something I've worked my whole life for. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need to turn – I didn't need to pull the plug on it, but I did need to uh, adjust it in some pretty substantial ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have, and um, I'm much, much happier. But it wasn't easy. It was certainly not yeah, easy. Yeah, your intuition yeah. isn't just going yeah. like, eat the cheesecake. My intuition <laughs> doesn't give a fuck about my career. My intuition yeah. – in a lot of ways, the decisions that I made have been – really detrimental to like the yeah. bottom line of like my success level yeah um you know the, that's funny i'm but, reminded in the movie uh, dying to know which is about ram Dass and tim leary and psychedelics mm-hmm. and stuff andrew wheel who's the nutritionist who mm-hmm. was also part of the harvard psychedelic mm-hmm. kind of club he was like uh if i had listened to the lsd i would have dropped out of school but i didn't want to do that like I, I just love that moment where yeah. it's kind of like but then I just didn't you get overwhelming yeah. evidence that it's like yeah. you need to leave school. Yeah. It's just all an illusion. Do and you're it. like 
Yeah. Uh, I can't. You yeah. don't understand, but I'm yeah. going to parent my yeah. intuition right now and make sure we can eat. Well, your intuition might not be wrong, but also there's a part of life that's also just like building a story for yourself. Yeah. And I think about that all the time. It's just like, I'm writing my narrative right now. It's bullshit. But it's important that I adhere to it and believe in it in some ways. Yeah. Like that structure is important even though I know that it's kind of meaningless and it can be anything that I want it to be. It it feels right to have that through line for me. Like the narrative that like I'm on some kind of path that has some sort of eventual end mm-hmm. um, is helpful for whatever reason. Oh, for sure. And so I'm writing a story. I no know one... that I'm making it up as I go along to justify the things that I want to do. Oh, yeah. But it feels good to believe that it's like a story that is, being, have... is already written or something. Right. Know? Yes. Um, yes. Exactly. Uh, it's not. Yeah. But I like that. I like thinking that it is. You can't have a 500 inning baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it's horrible. The, it's the fact that you know it's nine innings. Then it'll be football. unless it's tied. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then you gotta have a clock. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. We need to know that it's ending. And and leaning into the narrative can help you enjoy yes. the ball game. Absolutely. A sports metaphor. Yeah, I did one. We're gonna end, are we going to end on a sports metaphor? One per show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five Ramdas yeah. quotes. Well, I think I only mentioned them three so times. You're checking, are you checking the checklist? Three Ramdas's uh, and one metaphor. sports metaphor. And, uh, and one me asking, do you, you feel mm-hmm. good? That was great. I'm yeah, sorry we're a I'm little li- rushed here. Oh, hey, yeah. no, not at all, man. I'm, I'm, I feel great about I'm, – I'm down for whatever. I yeah. feel very good. <laughs> Play music at a bag- baggage claim. We didn't even talk. Oh yeah, we. I did. It was. I wish I could tell you. You already about did that. it. I did it, and it's fucking insane. Was I it wish great? I could tell you about it. I know. <laughs> it's, I know. We don't have any time. Um, was it good? It was both the best and worst thing, because it was instant. Okay, so I'll try and be as quick as yeah, I can. Yeah, sure. I have to. I have to give you the whole thing though. Um, I've performed for a long time now, and the more that I perform, the more successful that I get. Basically, what that means is the the bigger the barriers between you and the people are yeah um so i often wonder a deeper pit yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i often wonder like without the stage and the lights and the smoke machine and whatever the fuck else was going on and the sound and everything can i entertain these people (laughs) yeah i don't know and so like that was a situation in which i was just like um (laughs) so sorry it's me it's my fault blame me but that was a situation in which i had none of that yeah. And it was instant gratification. It was like right off that, I was like, it's just you. Can you entertain these yeah. people? Yeah. I've done shows um, like that where I'm yeah. on the exact level it's as just everyone you. listening. And, and so the guy, you know, like the guy, the businessman who gets off the plane and looks at you like you're human garbage. Oh, boy. It's devastating. Hi, but Dad. then like 10 seconds later, like <laughs> a mother dad. and her daughter comes by and like they, they like watch you and hug. Um, oh. It was the, the most rewarding and the least rewarding. Reward. It was. It was all of it. It was real. Hey, it was the realest. That thing. smells like life. Yeah, it was really something. I, honestly, I don't get a chance to do stuff like that. Are very you much. a seven? Um, no, I'm. I could be. I could be. Uh, you have dabbles. Um, but I dabble. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was amazing because you know I met the woman afterwards and she came up to me and she was like, "I'm from Iran and you know in my country like a woman would never be able to do this." And, wow. And then like I actually had someone beforehand shout at me like, "We don't want to hear you." Like waiting for their baggage. So it's like the high highs, the low lows. Wow. Um, but I love that about it. Like it was, it was, wow. all the bets were off. It was very, it was a very cool <sighs> uh, thing to do. That's so With cool. With that said, I probably won't do it again. Yeah. Um, I think once might have been enough. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. It was really uh, cool. It was really cool. Good yeah. for you for being brave. Hey, thanks. And that guy was probably just a grumpus. Mid- I don't, no, nothing. He's right though. I mean, maybe I, next, no. next moment a baggage claim. It sounds so perfect, too. but I've never been, the times that I've been like the grumpiest traveling or waiting for a bag. 
bag. It sucks. It, you know what it means is the yeah. airline forced me to check a bag. He's not wrong. I wouldn't want to hear me either. <laughs> no, I would punch myself in my real dick <laughs> before I yelled, no one wants to hear you. Yeah, well, well, okay, let's get out of here for yeah, Ben we gotta, Blacker. Yeah, we got to clear, clear the room. Um, but thank you for having me. Thank it's you been for so doing much it. Fun. It, was a, what, it worked out so lovely. I'm so happy From that a here. random email from a friend of David Bazan. Dave. And, I, Thanks, and I'm Dave. a fan, so Thanks, thank Dave. you so hey, much man, for taking the time. I'm a fan of yours as well. Thank you so much for having me here. Would you say keep it crispy? I would be so happy to say keep it crispy. <laughs> well done. Thank you. You encased it. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, my Jim. pleasure, man. Thanks for having me here. Oh, it was great. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 